We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This is the Monkey Knife Fight Show here on Sharpside. I'm Terry Ferguson. I bring you some of my favorite props over on Monkey Knife Fight. Haven't signed up for yet? Making bad life choices. Sign up using promo code GRINDERS. Get a free 100% deposit bonus on your first $50. It's free money. All you got to do is play through it and it is yours. And you don't even have to do any research. Just watch the videos multiple times a week. Throw in these props and let the money roll in. Got four from you today. Two from the Cleveland game. Two from the Charlotte game. Before we get to that, don't forget to like and subscribe over on the Sharpside channel so you know exactly when these videos come out. All right, let's get to my first prop here. It's a two out of two rapid fire in the Atlanta game. All right, so this is real simple here. We have this Cleveland offense with Drummond in. We don't exactly know what's going to go on with it. Yes, he has played a little bit since he's gotten over there, but I think he's going to take a little bit of a hit. Over in Detroit, had to do everything. Griffin was gone. Rose being in the game kind of gave a, a little bit less of a usage rate, less work on offense but over in Cleveland they have Sexton they have Garland they have Love all in the offense yes he had a pretty decent game his first game there with Cleveland but I don't think that he's going to do that much on the offensive end as he did over in Detroit so going up against Young Young gets a matchup versus one of the worst defensive teams in the NBA and Young is only giving up two and a half points I think that's a massive edge taking Young here he's just going to crush and doesn't even matter what Drummond does because there's a decent shot that Young ends up with 70. I'm taking Trey Young over Drummond, only giving up two and a half points. Next up, Collins versus Love. Love is going to take a hit with Drummond in the offense. The rebounding numbers are probably going to go down. The use rate is probably going to go down a little bit. They're still figuring out how to work with each other, and Collins is only giving up four and a half points. I'm rolling with Collins. Yes, Love can put out a big outing at any given time. I get that it's a very good matchup for both Drummond and Love going up against Atlanta. Not a great rebounding team. Not a great team versus picks overall defensively, but does not matter. I'm rolling with Collins, only giving up four and a half points. All right, next up, we have my second prop. It's a two out of three rapid fire in the Atlanta game. All right, so similar to the first one, first two parts of the prop, the same, and I'm still rolling with the same one. There's no correlation in this prop here. So going with Young, going with Collins, again, good matchup for both teams. Drummond and Love get a pace increase. Young and Collins get a bad defensive matchup. 
but I'm still rolling with Young and Collins. Last up, Sexton going up against Herter. Sexton getting a massive pace up advantage here. Going up against Atlanta. Yes, Herter's going to play a boatload of minutes and has a pretty good match versus Cleveland. But Sexton, even with Drummond there, he's still going to have a boatload of usage here. He's going to be chucking up shots. and He gets Trey Young defense, which is terrible. Or he's going to get Herter defense. Not great either. So this Atlanta team, big pace up spot for Sexton. Good defensive matchup. Only giving up two and a half points. Really like Sexton over her. And the other two are just the same as the last prop. All right, next up, we have my third prop. It's a two out of three more or less in the Minnesota game. All right, so another team where we don't exactly know what's going to be going on. We don't have a big sample size, but that's where you can find a little bit of an edge. We got Charlotte and Minnesota. Big pace up matchup for Charlotte. Not great matchup for Minnesota, but good matchup for Towns. Towns projected for 55.5 points. Don't care. I'm going less. Like, I know it's the best matchup on the board for a big. I think his usage is going to take a hit with Russell in the offense, who just likes to score the ball himself. 55.5 is a pretty high number. I know that a lot of the projection systems have him close to that. Most of them are pretty far under. But I'm going with the less. It's that simple. The next part of this prop, huge edge. Graham, 33.5 projected fantasy points. I'm going more. It's not remotely close. Big pace-up matchup going up against Minnesota. He's going to crush here. It's a great spot for him. Only 33.5 is way too low of a number. You roll with Graham, and he just absolutely destroy here. Last up, Russell, more or less than 40.5. Yes, he was putting up 50-point games over in Golden State. No one else was eating up the usage. Now he goes into a spot where they have Towns, where they have a few other guys that are eating up a lot of the offense, and I think that he's going to go way up. Again, the beginning of this prop, Towns, his more or less a little bit close. The other two, way too far off. So take the more on Graham, take the less on Russell. Both of those should hit, and chances are the less on Towns probably hits too. All right, last up, we have my last prop of the night before I get to that. Again, don't forget to like and subscribe over on the Sharpside channel, but let's get to my last prop of the night. It's a two out of three rapid fire in the Minnesota game. All right, so Graham is getting 21.5 points for Towns. Are you kidding me? I get the town's crushes. I get Graham's a little inconsistent, but it's a pace matchup. Going up against Minnesota, he is absolutely going to smash here. Getting 21.5 points, that's a massive, massive line. I don't care what he's done recently, which he can put up 50 points in any game. 21.5, huge number. I'm rolling with him. Next up, Rogier versus Russell. Rogier is going to get the minutes. Rogier is probably going to get a decent amount of usage. And Rogier is getting nine and a half points. Again, Russell in this offense, probably not going to have nearly the usage he had over in Golden State. While Rogier is getting a pace up spot. I know he hasn't done well recently, but he's still playing mid 30s minutes. This game projected to be fairly close. So if it stays close, Rogier is going to get the minutes. He should get some, a decent amount of usage and he should get more than less than nine and a half points. Yes, I know that's a weird sentence, but Rogier, easy choice here. Last up, Washington versus Bridges. Bridges has been averaging over 30 points the last five, six, seven games. And Washington, been right around 15 points. I know they'll probably need a little bit more size in this matchup, but I don't care. Washington is not going to come close to what Bridges is up doing in this high up pace match. All right, guys, thanks for watching. Hope you enjoyed the video. We'll be back again next week. Enjoy your all-star break. I know I will. It'll be nice to have a little bit of time off, but I'll be right back to it next week, right when we come back. So I'm out of here. See you, kids.
Hey, thanks for checking out our videos. If you want more expert advice on DraftKings, FanDuel, or any other daily fantasy sports, make sure you check out the current videos playlist. Hey, welcome to Grinders Live. Uh, you normally don't see me on this show, right? This is the first time that I'm actually hosting the, the 520 Grinders Live show here on YouTube. Uh, I'm here with uh, Kyle Murray, who uh, this, is a, this is a good booth that we're doing for, for tonight's huge 11-game NBA DFS slate. I'm primarily a GPP player on DraftKings. Kyle's primarily a GPP player on FanDuel. So I think uh, we're going to have some... Uh, some interesting, productive conversation about GPP strategies that could wildly differ from site to site. Would you agree with that? Yeah, for sure. No doubt about that. I think I think it's a good slate, though. You know, uh, last full slate before All-Star break, I think we've got 11 games. We only have two tomorrow, so good to get all the action on one day. And it's definitely a good slate to end, the, uh, I guess, the first half of the year on. 
Well, we mean we got a two game slate tomorrow. I mean, we got the. I mean, we we could. I mean, we're all degenerates, right? It's going right, to be but, the two game slate showdowns, and then yeah. it's XFL, and then it's is there a hockey going on? I mean, like it. You, you know, golf. it's going to end up being like that. Yeah, for sure, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, okay, so uh, as usual, uh, I don't have any coffee. That's the morning. I I got I I'm I'm drinking healthier now. I I have mango tang. Oh no, citrus sea monster. Okay. I got, I got, I, I too much coffee, cigarettes. I got to do some, something. So in order to keep this drink cold, you got to hit the thumbs up button, thumbs up, like subscribe, make comments, just take your mouse and just click around on YouTube. It probably does something. And if we get up to 250 likes, little thumbs up crunch time tonight with uh, Andy means Kevin Roth, JSU. It's our premium show heading up into lock. You get it for nothing here on YouTube. We got people in the YouTube chat, right? Everyone's here. Yes, man. A Bragman mania, uh, dude, Manfa. We got all these YouTube people. Feel free to post your comments in the chat. But I want to give a special shout out, though. Special shout out. And I don't give many special shout outs. You know that. I, I pretty much hate people. But these people <laughs> I like, these these five people, I, don't, I know them as usernames. And they're the most recent people to change their avatar and their badge on DFS sites to the RG logo. And uh, and if you if you come in like one of the top spots in the GPP contest, like you get premium for a month if you do that. To me, it, it to me personally, it sounds like a self-fulfilling type of thing. It's like, oh, now that you did well, here's premium. But typically it should be the other way around. But whatever, that's what we do. Okay, so those people are D-Truck, D-T-R-C-K. I'm assuming it's D-Truck and they just forgot the vowels or they didn't buy a vowel or something like that. J-Utah. So uh, I'm assuming they're from Salt Lake City or somewhere around there. J Utah, unless it's J Utah, it could be that. Uh, Subhasis zero three six. I don't know what that means. Subhasis. That it seems like it's a bad word, but maybe it's a good one. W two five seven, which is someone that may have just banged their head against the keyboard, and those are the first four keys that came out. Hey, anyone can come up with a username any way they want. And Mengler with three R's. Because Mengler was taken, and then even Mengler-er was taken. So uh, I guess that's how they came up with that one. Unless it's Mengel-ERR. Or so, I don't know. It's one. It's, thanks for changing your badge to the RG badge promo. And if you're not going to do that, because I don't know why you wouldn't, you got to hit the thumbs up button, right? You keep my thumbs. You keep my cold drink, right? We all win GPPs, right? If you want to win a GPP tonight, you hit the, you hit the thumbs up button. And you know what the GPP you want to win the most? The FanDuel single entry series. You got to go on FanDuel. I, I, I think I'm, did I actually enter? I forgot if I actually entered today. I, I, I may have, and I forgot that I, no, I, I, I will. Enter. I just wanted to make sure to see if I even had a lineup on FanDuel. Because sometimes I just forget. And it's like, okay, I guess I'm playing Kevin Love, even though he's out or something <laughs> in my lineup. But if you go on FanDuel, I believe it's $5 today. $3, $5. It's one of them. It's a yep. low stakes one. It's five. Yep. Okay. You go there. And uh, if you if you come up in the top of the leaderboard uh, on a given week, you get into the like uh, the online final where the the winner could win uh, a five figure sum. I don't know exactly what it is. It's 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 low rate. It's four roto grinders. You change your badge there. Now you get a different. Now you get to get premium. You could win that. So uh, so I've been participating in it. I'm assuming Kyle has been. Uh, so go over there. 
Yeah, I, I got I got like six hundred last week, so I got to improve on that a bit. Um, but I mean, even if you don't end up getting to the top of the leaderboard at the end of the week, it's some of the best contests because they're single entry and the payouts are actually pretty nice. So you get a little bit bigger of a contest because it's you know promoted by Roto Grinders and whatnot, and people like to play it and single entry. So you get to play bigger tournaments with single entry. So it's fun. So it's a good, definitely a good contest to get into. Okay, so now now that all that's taken care of, and you're liking and subscribing to the video. Uh, let's break down the, it's an 11 game slate. We're not going to go game by game. We're not going to go position by position. We're, we're talking about general, primarily GPP strategy. You want to play cash games, play the, you know, play, play the check Diallo's play the Eric Bledsoe's play all the bucks on FanDuel because apparently they just don't like pricing these people up. We're thinking more in terms of binking a large field GPP or even like a smaller mid stakes or high stakes GPP. What would you consider? Uh, the biggest, I always start with, I know Dean does body parts, but I, I don't want to list like everything, especially in an 11 game slate. The most important things as far as who's in, who's out that are going to basically make certain players prices inefficient. I think the first one uh, we got earlier today is Aiton is out. Uh, Diallo, uh, who they did price on, on DK up to 5k, but he should we have been projected for 33 minutes, but we also have to realize that they just signed Jonah Bolden to a 10 day contract. So he may get some minutes. So what are your thoughts on check Diallo and the Suns with Aiden's usage gone, as well as other things on this slate? Cause we just got word that love is out. What are the most pressing injury and in out situations that we need to take advantage of? Yeah, obviously the Giannis news is big, but everyone kind of gets the gist of how we should adjust to that news. Um, Aiton being out is definitely definitely big for a guy like Diallo. He played 39 minutes in that last game uh, after Aiton was ruled out. Uh, they did sign Bolden. I had Diallo projected for 38 minutes. Uh, it was like 37, actually. And then I, once they signed Bolden, I bumped him down to 33. So I think he's still going to play a ton of minutes. So obviously he's probably the, the free square of the day on FanDuel. So I think he's still a good play on DraftKings. I'm interested to see what his ownership ends up being considering they did price him up a little bit. Uh, as far as the other injuries, I think a guy like Kavon Looney could be a sneaky injury. It's in the same uh, Phoenix-Golden State game. I think you know he's been playing around 15 minutes, possibly get a few more minutes to a guy like Marquise Chris, who's been playing pretty solid basketball as of late. I think it's a sneaky tournament play. I like Marquise Chris quite a bit. Um, as far as some other injuries, I think you mentioned the, the big one that we just heard of, Kevin Love. Larry Nance can slide into the starting rotation. Obviously, he's a pretty good permanent guy as well. Should play around, I would guess, 30 minutes. The only the only way that changes is if they decide to play Tristan Thompson and Drummond alongside each other, which I don't I don't see that happening. If it happens, I don't think it'll go well. Um, that would be a extremely, I guess, big but very slow, uh, you know, front court for the for the Cavs there. So I think that's those are the main three big injuries. Um, Mike Conley's an injury. We just got news of that about a half hour ago that he's been ruled out. I wrote up in the expert survey that Jordan Clarkson has been playing extremely well especially when Conley sits. Uh, obviously, we've seen him have quite a few big games, but you know the usage has been up around 25%, over one point per minute uh, in terms of fantasy points for, for Clarkson. So I like him a pretty good amount. I think he's a pretty sneaky play. I think there's going to be a, a lot of value that is you know well-known and it's going to be pretty popular, but there are going to be some value guys, uh, especially on FanDuel, that are going overlooked. And on a day like today, you can essentially construct your lineup any way you want on FanDuel because of how the pricings are. So it's very easy to get contrarian. Uh, one of the other big news items that we need to find out, which we may find out in about two minutes when the uh, the next uh, official injury report comes out, is the status of Serge Ibaka. I think especially on, I mean, on both sites. I mean, he's power forward eligible on FanDuel, center eligible, 
on DraftKings. The matchup against Brooklyn is good. Uh, if he's in, he's going to be chalky. And then if he's not in, we still have like RHJ who could easily just slide in as chalky also. Uh, he was out for flu-like symptoms. So it's not the type of injury where like, you know, he's physically disabled. If he, if he, if he, would, he wouldn't be on minutes limit or anything if he plays. So uh, with that game, the Toronto game is like 7.30 game. I think we'll know. I don't, even if it's not, even if it's still listed as questionable in the injury report in a minute or two, uh, I think it's the type of thing that we'll know before lock. It may not be much before lock, uh, but I mean, to me, it's an it's an injury type of situation that matters because it actually affects. Like, I want to play Ibaka, and if I don't play Ibaka, I want to play the, the, the other guys if he's not in. So this is not the type of situation where if I'm massively multi-entering that uh, it doesn't affect many lineups. This could actually, this could be the type of thing at 655 where I'm in lineup HQ going, get Abaka out or get a, or get RHJ in and get these guys in. Uh, and then on FanDuel, if you don't have the news before seven, do you think on an 11 game slate, it's worth it uh, to, is, is Abaka's upside on FanDuel worth putting him in with a potential zero rather than you, ha- there's, a, there's 11 games like, don't even don't even don't even run with that. Yeah, I, I rarely play a guy this year anyway with, with the risk of you know having a zero there. Uh, there's just you know your score needs to be so much higher than everyone else's to you know win a tournament. You can't really have any holes in your lineups. Uh, and obviously, with how competitive NBA DFS has been this year, I've, I haven't found myself taking a shot on that. What I'll do is I'll take a shot on a guy. So for that case, let's say you know maybe a guy like Hollis Jefferson who might who might get in there for for you know mid twenties minutes or maybe maybe low twenties minutes if if Ibaka plays, but maybe he'll be lower owned because they, that news isn't there. And then if Ibaka sits, uh, he's obviously one of the top value plays on the slate. So that's kind of how I approach those situations. I don't think I would uh, feel the need to take a shot on Ibaka there. I think for FanDuel, power forward is actually a really a really good spot for value. Obviously, you have Diallo, who 3700 on FanDuel. You have Larry Nance, who's 4500 on FanDuel. So there's a lot of good value at power forward. So I definitely don't think that that would be a, a risk that I'd have to take. Uh, people in the chat are talking about, uh, let's see, that Luka news. I mean, we know that Luka's playing, right? It's just, I mean, he's likely to play, right? When, I mean, what... Okay, talking about the high end, I know, especially on FanDuel, where you could play everyone. Uh, we also have the Bucks. I mean, I think that the main things that we're going to be working around are like Suns, Bucks. Like Giannis is out, so you got Bledsoe, Middleton, Ilyasova. Uh, for GPP, I mean, FanDuel didn't price these guys up, so they're going to be way more chalky on FanDuel than on DraftKings. But I think the interesting part on DraftKings specifically is that with we don't really have screaming value. I mean, for an 11 game slate, when you see value is like James Johnson or something, or Cameron Johnson or PJ Washington or Melton or Ingalls Clarkson, those types of guys that it, do you think that comparatively on DraftKings that people are going to just go by what they're normally used to? Giannis is out. That means you play Bledsoe, Middleton, Ilyasova, even though on DraftKings, like Bledsoe seventy seven hundred, Middleton's eighty eight hundred, Ilyasova's forty eight hundred. Like they're they're not like cheap cheap anymore for this situation. So do you think that their ownership will be a little bit more inflated on DraftKings? I mean, we know on FanDuel they're not because they're they're you should be playing them. But I'm just thinking specifically on DraftKings. Do you think there's a situation where you literally don't play any bucks? 
Um, I think it's going to depend on how you attack their ownership. I think we could actually see them come in a little bit under under own due to due to the the price increase they they do have. But um, I, I think they're still they're still fine plays, and I don't think uh, I, like Middleton. I would I would still be interested at that price. I'd probably be less willing to play both of those guys, Bledsoe and Middleton, together uh, on on DraftKings, where obviously their ceilings are going to be somewhat intertwined i guess they can both get there um but you know, maybe maybe it's easier for one of them to get there while the other one doesn't uh so i think i would just rather maybe play one of those guys but as, as far as the value guys you can play these guys together i think so uh, i would probably just separate middleton and bledsoe on, on DraftKings. okay because what we're seeing on DraftKings, we're gonna see chalk builds like i, t- I typically attack gpps by looking at what the chalk construction positionally is going to be and i'm assuming you, you definitely do that on FanDuel because Everyone's locked into one position anyway. So looking yeah. specifically at DraftKings, I'll talk about DraftKings. You can talk about FanDuel. Jack Diallo is power forward and center eligible. So that means he could most likely he's filling power forward spots in your in your lineup because we do have centers that we can play. So I'm thinking that the chalk lineup construction is going to be something like Diallo and power forward, uh, someone like Abaka in center, like not a high, high price center, maybe some towns as the high price center. We're going to see some Booker and Bledsoe in the guard spots at kind of like a mid to high level. And uh, and then kind of rounding it out with like Oladipo, who is still on a, like 28 minutes limit, but still 4,800. He could obviously still get there then. So, and then you got some white side. Like I see some two center builds. I see some higher priced guard builds. Maybe some Wancho Hernan Gomez. Maybe maybe some uh, maybe maybe some Melton. I mean, people are going to really sour on Melton getting you know hoping for to get enough value for twenty two minutes off the bench. Uh, so I think the under owned plays. I mean, if we if we go just by like let's say smash percentage, which is a premium part of our projections. I mean, you're getting kind of premium stuff here by looking at the lineup HQ and our projections here. Uh, I take a, always take a look at like their their probability of ceiling versus the ownership, and based on where people are paying up and paying down, like the if people are playing Bledsoe and Booker, we have Trey Young at ten four, at seven percent owned with a thirty one percent smash rate. We have Jamal Murray in a horrible matchup against the Lakers at two percent owned with a thirty percent smash rate. We have Bradley Beal against the Knicks. Probably for the context of the slate, maybe you don't want to pay 9600 for him, but we have him projected for 3% owned. So I think on DraftKings, the main like way to get different is not playing Booker and then playing one of these types of guys or not playing Bledsoe, you know, playing Middleton maybe in a small forward spot and then playing like a Karis LeBert or a Dinwiddie or playing a, uh, I mean, looking through down here, I mean, playing a Beal, playing a Murray, I know they're bad matchups, but I mean, they could hit their ceiling and they're low owned enough. Do you see any of those types of positional scarcity construction types of things on FanDuel? Yeah, I think uh, on point guard, there, there's a little bit, you know, Bledsoe's going to be pretty popular. I would I would expect 6,700. So he pretty much locks in um, for the most part, one of those positions. So then you got three studs up there, you know, Trey Young, Luca, and Dame. So, you know, just based on probability i think at least one of these guys are going to be at least going overlooked i think dame could be the the highest owned out of the three 
uh, with with Trey Young being pretty interesting. I think I have projected the highest out of all three and the highest point per dollar out of all three. So obviously he's a little bit more pricey, so he might be a little bit overlooked. I like Trey Young a lot today. Um, but you you can go down and find a guy like Colin Sexton in a really good matchup against the Hawks, who's he's pretty cheap. Fifty eight hundred on Fanduel is a is a nice price for him. Uh, nobody's gonna nobody's gonna play him. I don't think anybody will. I think it's gonna be Bledsoe, and then people either want to go up to the top or maybe maybe saves a little bit more. So then that means another guy like John Morant should fall uh, pretty overlooked as well. He's the same price as Bledsoe, so I don't think he'll have any ownership at all, really. So definitely, I think point guard, there's some some spots to, to get some leverage or to go a little bit different. Uh, you can go up top and be a little bit different with a guy like Trey Young, who I, I, I expect he'll have some ownership, but I don't think it'll be nearly as much as a guy like Bledsoe. And I think Dame will be pretty popular as well. So um, point guard, I think that stands out pretty significantly. Power forward, I think if you want to spend up at power forward, it will instantly be different, especially with the way things are shaking out. Um, Diallo is going to be extremely popular. Um, Larry Nance should be pretty popular as well after the, the the Kevin Love news. So those guys should be the chalk. And then you got Ilya Soba, 4,100, still affordable. And then maybe we get the RHJ news. So those are four guys that are cheap uh, at power forward, I think will be um, I think that'll pretty much take up most of the ownership. So maybe going up to a guy like uh, Sabonis or a guy like Anthony Davis could be contrarian. So that's a, a way to quickly get contrarian based on lineup construction by just paying up at power forward. Uh, and then all this money, I think people are going to want to spend up at center. Carl Anthony Towns is a guy who's going to be pretty popular. I would expect he's 10-3 on FanDuel. Uh, he, pro- he projects really well for me, but a guy like Whiteside is a guy I like a lot. Uh, he's my sharp side lock of the day. He's, I got the over under of on his rebounds at I think it was thirteen and a half. Um, he's a guy who had I think eleven or twelve at halftime last game. He averages nearly fourteen rebounds a game. Gets a, a fast paced matchup against Memphis with a, with a high total, high pace. So I think he's in a good spot as far as the sharp side lock of the day for me. Uh, and then Marquise Chris, I like him a lot too. He's my best point per dollar center. Uh, he's a little bit, a little bit. I guess expensive for what he has been, but taking Looney out of that rotation, I think can get him some more minutes. So he's a good way to get contrarian as well. Right. And you're talking about the sharp side streak at him. If you want to make some money for nothing, you can make money for nothing with sharp side. I'm telling you, you can, it's an infinite EV. It's just a matter of your time. So if you download the sharp side app, so download the app, you get to swipe your bets for nothing, for nothing. You don't even need, you don't have to wager anything and you're going to get FanDuel credit the longer your streak ends up going on. So once you get above five straight lock bets, which is any bet, including props, minus 140 or less, obviously like minus a million. I mean, yeah, I mean, most likely that happens. We got to make it somewhat difficult on you. And uh, they'll get paid for every lock bet. They get correct. But you'll get, you'll get it fine, but beyond five. And uh, uh, Devin posted the link in the chat. You'll get read more about that. So if you want FanDuel credit, just download the sharp side app and start swiping, right? Yeah, hey, even if you're not sure, hey, I don't know anything about that. But what does it help? I mean, what that happens? You lose nothing. So just do it, right? It makes sense. It's, it's, we're giving away free money here. We're giving away everything for free. Crunch time is free tonight. If we get up to what? 250 likes? That should be nothing. What have we got 40 minutes left? We should be there already. So my, my drink is getting warmer. It needs to be colder, okay? To get it colder, I don't maybe people don't even care about my drink. Maybe you care about your fantasy teams. You know that low owned guy that you're gonna play tonight? Uh, I've been told that the more you hit the like button, the better chance that he has to do well. The smash percentage will go up if if you hit the like button. And if you want your opponents lineups to do badly, 
you still hit the like button. So it, it, it works both ways. So like the, if you're fading a high on play, if you want Czech Diallo to, to fail and because you're not playing him, hit the like button. It, hey, anything you ever wanted in life, anything, a successful relationship, a good job. I feel like a motivational speaker. You hit the like button. There you go. That's all you need to do. I should, I should publish my own book, Kyle. How to hit the like button for, you know, how to how to smart the power of positive like button meme or whatever, whatever you call it. There you go. Yep. You got to, got to like it. Cause I mean, crunch time is going to be really important to have tonight, especially with all the, all the news, 11 game slate, tough to follow. you be bouncing all over the place. So get that for free for sure. Uh, and then we have, we have the projections updated with the, the love news and Larry Nance do, definitely does come up to, uh, to a very high projected score. Uh, if you don't play Larry Nance, do you think it's do you think it's sneaky? Okay, I want to talk about this game in general, just from a GPP perspective. If you're going to play Nance, it seems like a perfect lineup to play Trey Young. It seems like a perfect lineup to play Dwayne Deadman. It feels like I could play uh, Young, Deadman, Nance, and if Young is going to be as low owned as he as he projects to be, you could still play a chalky Larry Nance and still have a have a very unique combination, and at least they're in the same game and correlative. And I also view it that if you're not going to play Larry Nance, do you think like Kevin Porter off the bench becomes, I mean, maybe not on FanDuel where you don't really need the value, but at 4,300, I mean, if he's projecting for 29 minutes and going to get usage in the second unit a lot against the horrible Atlanta defense, I mean, he's projecting, I mean, he's, he's going to come in at single digit owned. And do you think that that is a good pivot off of Nance Chalk? Uh, yeah, I'm a little bit worried about Kevin Porter just because of the minutes, they, the things that they can do with rotation, you know, they can give Osmond the minutes, they can, I don't want to even think about it, but they could do something dumb and play Tristan Thompson and, uh, Drummond alongside each other. So obviously he's low owned. So that obviously implies that there's a little bit of risk there, especially with value guys, you know, the, the field's so sharp these days. So the guys lower owned, there's definitely some risk there, right? I definitely think it could be a viable pivot, but on FanDuel, yeah, you mentioned that. I don't really think there's any need to do that. I think there's other ways to go. And just the price that he's at, he's priced similarly to other guys on FanDuel at the same position. So maybe a viable pivot on DraftKings, but I'm with you. I'm not going there on FanDuel. Okay, so let's talk about cheap value. Because people are looking like, check Diallo. Okay, that stands out. We don't have to worry about it. But, I mean, we have some of these guys that are projected for 20-plus minutes, but they're not like starters minutes. There's not like, like they have a minutes limit, like we have Oladipo. Like between like guys like James Johnson, Oladipo, Cameron Johnson, uh, Royce O'Neal, or like Ingles, Melton, Porter, James Ennis, for whatever reason, 19 minutes, he's projecting somewhat decently, I guess. Malik Beasley from Minnesota, like Juancho Hernan Gomez on Minnesota, like these types of guys. I know that people like these stars and scrubs type of constructions where, you know, if we sort by salary, it's like, yeah, maybe I do want to play Luca. Maybe I do want to play. I want to play a lineup with Trey Young and Carl Anthony Towns together on DraftKings. You're going to play a 2% own Jokic against the Lakers. No one's going there, right? I think that game is going to be like barely any owned. Paying for 9800 for Sabonis against Milwaukee. He's 1% owned. I don't, hey, point per dollar wise, I don't consider that a good play. But if Sabonis put up a triple double with 65 points, I'm, I'm not shocked if it happened. Uh, but in order to get those types of guys in, you need to you kind of need to play the value guys that are, you know, the range of outcomes is going to be wide. So on the cheap end, especially on DraftKings, because on FanDuel, you almost don't have to go there because 
like just play the best plays and you're probably good and differentiate elsewhere. So out of the guys that I've listed or other guys in those price ranges, who stands out the most as far as compared to their ownership? And none of these guys are going to be like highly, highly owned outside of like guys like Diallo. Uh, who you're more likely to take a shot on than than others in this range? Uh, I, I think uh, DiVincenzo is a guy that I, I think I can take a shot on here in, in the cheaper range. But for me personally, I think a way to do it is uh, maybe eat some of this chalk in, in, in the cheap range and then pay up and be contrarian with guys that are more expensive. So we've talked about some guys that are going to be uh, somewhat popular and, and pretty expensive, like a guy like Devin Booker. Maybe you pivot off of a guy like Booker and you, you play a guy like Diallo or, or whatever that may be. But um, another guy that could be interesting is Cam Johnson. He could be an interesting pivot off of some of the, of the Suns chalk should play around 25 minutes. He's 3,200 on drafting. So he's someone that might be somewhat interesting as well. Um, but other than that, I think for me, I would want to, I would want to maybe contrarian up top rather than um, take a risk on some of these chalky guys. But you mentioned one guy, Hernan Gomez. I think he's pretty interesting as well. I haven't projected for 26 minutes. So that's someone that's interesting for me. And then Ariza is another guy as well, 4,500. I think he's 4,400 on FanDuel. He's going to play just a ton of minutes. So I, I like him a pretty good amount too. So I'm trying to spend down at, at small forward as much as I can. I think there's a lot of value at small forward today. I know I brought up the Cleveland situation, but in looking, I mean, because I'm looking through projections, I'm looking at some some percentages. If Andre Drummond's going to be five percent down with Love out, like who says that Andre Drummond doesn't have? I mean, if this was Andre Drummond on the Pistons with Blake Griffin out, and he's ninety four hundred, and he's facing the Atlanta Hawks with an uh, applied total for their team at one fifteen or one sixteen. Would I mean in that situation, wouldn't we be playing him? Are people just going to avoid the situation because it's like, oh, we don't know much about uh, the Cavaliers or whatever? But like, do you really expect like Love's usage to just all go to Nance or just all go to Sexton? Is it quite possible that Drummond plays 33 to 35 minutes and ends up putting up 60 points against the Hawks? Uh, I, I think him getting a usage bump is, is definitely possible, and he could obviously get there, but I just don't see him getting to the mid-30s of minutes here. Um, last last game, they did an even split of 48, uh, 30 to Drummond, 19 or 18, whatever it was. To uh, I think I think Drummond played 29, and Thompson played 19. Um, so that's 48 minutes at the center position. So that tells me right away that they don't plan on sharing these guys with the floor at all, and they're going to be split between 48 minutes. Uh, with obviously Drummond getting the more you know heavy side of the minutes there, so I don't see him getting into the mid thirties of minutes. Uh, I have projected for thirty, so I just don't see that happening. But obviously he could get the usage. Obviously it's a really good matchup, so I definitely can't hate on the play at all. But uh, I think as far as center, there are more upside plays. I think Whiteside's probably a little bit more of a high upside play. I know he'll probably have a little bit more ownership, but he's a thousand dollars cheaper on uh, on DraftKings, over a thousand dollars cheaper on Fanduel. Has a great ma- matchup against Memphis. Um, so I think I would rather go for a guy like Whiteside there. Um, so the usage isn't an issue with Drummond. I just think it's the minutes. And unless we see Thompson and Drummond share the floor, which I don't see happening, I don't see him getting to the mid-30s of minutes. Okay. So, I mean, if you think he gets the minutes, I think it's a good price. But if you don't, I mean, what's our sample size there? Not much. I mean, yeah. it it could be just like last game. It could be Drummond plays 36 minutes. I mean, it, right. that's what you play GPPs for. I'm just looking at 5% owned. Like if if that if that number was like fourteen fifteen, I'd be like, okay, it's not worth it for ninety four hundred. But at that low ownership, maybe I take yeah. a shot. Now talking about the opposite side, as far as higher owned guys, 
that you're more likely to fade. Not necessarily in every lineup, not necessarily not that, that they're bad plays, but in looking at least on DraftKings to me, uh, I think I'm more likely based on just the fact that he's not going to play more than 28 minutes for GPPs. If Oladipo is going to come in at 25 to 30% owned, especially on an 11 game slate where yeah, I could play, I could play plenty of guys at 4,800. I could play Joe Ingles without Conley and I could play Clark. I mean, I could play other guys. There are other players to play on this slate. So I know Oladipo could have, I mean, he's the type of player that if he put up 40 in 28 minutes, I'm not shocked, but at 25 to 30% ownership on DraftKings, to me, that's, I'm more likely, it's quite likely that after the show, I X him out of my pool and don't play any of them. But at minimum, I'm playing little of him. Do you see any of those types of uh, the chalk plays that may not be the greatest uh, places to go as far as their success rate on either DraftKings or on FanDuel? Yeah, uh, I'm looking at FanDuel's numbers pulled up right now. So um, uh, Michael Bridges is a guy who we have projected at 22% on FanDuel at small forward right now. It's a good price for him. He's going to play a ton of minutes, but I mentioned that there's a lot of pivots at small forward that you can go to. Um, so he's maybe a guy that I don't have a lot of interest in at that ownership. He's a guy who maybe you have some interest in if he's you know, less popular, but a lot of his value comes from steals and blocks. And obviously that's the most volatile part of basketball. So maybe, maybe he's a, a guy who's fairly chalky and can bust, but he is going to be out there for, you know, a ton of minutes. So um, I can't really, you know, hate on that play, but he's a guy that I'd probably be under the, under the field on. Like I mentioned, there's a guy like Ariza who's cheaper, who you can play there. There's a handful of guys at small four at that position that you can play. Um, another guy, Andrew Wiggins, 22%. Don't hate it. I just don't think I get there too frequently. Uh, he's a little bit more expensive than a guy like Kelly Oubre, who I like a lot. Uh, and small forward's a guy who – or a spot that I'm trying to, you know, pay down at, trying to get some value at small forward. So uh, that's probably the two main ones that I see that are above 20% projected ownership right now on Fando. We actually have Rudy Gobert projected for 19%. Uh, I don't think I'll have any Rudy Gobert. He's – not it, not in my top three of centers. Um, the projection on him isn't bad, but uh, I, I like Cat a lot, and I like Marquise Chris a lot, and then obviously Whiteside's probably my favorite center of the day. So uh, I think those are the three that I'm sticking with. So he's probably a guy I don't have a whole lot of uh, a lot of interest in there. Karis Levert's getting some some ownership as well. He's 6K now on Fandle. He's the one guy that Fandle actually did price up because he's been playing so well. Um, 16%, I don't think that's a bad number for him at all. Uh, he could actually move up a little bit depending on the contest that you're in. So maybe uh, I think there's a lot of guys that are cheaper than him at shooting guards. Well, there's Kevin Herter, there's Jordan Clarkson. At, they're both 4'9". Um, then you got CJ McCollum who's only 400 more than a guy like Levert at shooting guards. So maybe maybe uh, no, no Levert for me tonight either. Okay, I brought up on the screen, since we're talking about GPP strategy, uh, this, is a premium, this is a premium article that comes out every day. It's called Slate IQ for NBA. Uh, some of the stuff is, I mean, maybe not all that important. A lot of the stuff doesn't change that much from day to day, but it depends on the size of the slate, depends on the pricing. This is this is only for DraftKings, though. No, I don't I don't believe this is for FanDuel. And what this does is is it it goes back for the the previous every slate that ever existed on DraftKings and pulls out the twenty five most similar slates to tonight based on the slate size and player salary and the positional comparisons. And it'll go and see. Uh, the from a large field GPP perspective, what types of players, what types of constructions end up showing up as like a top 0.1% lineup. So one of the things that I always look at 
is we see these these ceiling correlations. Like people talk about game stacks, but if you notice, like even on this, like the amount of times that like a three-two game stack wins on the slice a slate this size is less than one percent. Okay, uh, using like three players from one team, like a three-zero, it wins at a six percent rate, but like the field rosters them at an 8% rate. So really what you're looking at is to make unique constructions in GPP that have more shot at winning than what the field will roster them at. And we see a lot of times, as I'm showing on the screen now, this is premium. If you want to be a premium member, rotogrinders.com slash premium and sign up. You get all of this content. And we have big news that uh, Carl Anthony yep. Towns is now out. Oh, that's fun. Okay. So we'll we'll get to that. We'll get to what we do with in the, now in that situation. But let's go over, being that a lot of times I'm building a player pool with multiple guys in a game, like maybe I am playing uh, Nance and Porter. Maybe I am playing Young and Deadman. Maybe I, and typically if I'm playing guys in my pool from similar games, I kind of want to put them together because if they're going to close the games, be on the court, maximum minutes, the game goes over. So we see a lot of times that you get the most amount of win equity as well as leverage with like a 2-1 type of stack. So that's why I was talking about like like young Deadman Nance to one. Do you see any of those types of opportunities where you could piece together three players from one game that make the most sense from a both a value perspective as well as a leverage perspective? Yeah. So on uh on FanDuel, I think I have two you know two to three bucks in a lineup, and then also I think just based on the pricing that they have, you can go you know two to three sons, and you know maybe two sons, and then uh, Marquise Chris in your lineup, or if you like Andrew Wiggins, Andrew Wiggins. So that's the game that I like a lot: Golden State and, and Phoenix. Um, I like Booker, Ubre, and Diallo quite a bit, and then I, like I mentioned, I like Chris. So pairing those guys all together kind of makes sense. Um, as far as Milwaukee, that game, you know, having Bledsoe Middleton. Bringing him back, bringing them back with Sabonis makes a lot of sense. You know, Sabonis is a little bit more expensive. Should be pretty contrarian, if I had to guess. Uh, I haven't updated the ownership projections since the show started. But um, just based on the way lineup construction has been on Fandle, I don't expect him to have a whole lot of ownership. So that's another one that makes a lot of sense. And then, you know, if you want to be really contrarian, I think a little a little mini stack that's going overlooked is John Morant, Damian Lillard, and Hassan Whiteside. I like that one a lot as well. Okay, so we I, I went I went I pulled up the the, the active kind of Minnesota roster because I think this is interesting to talk about, and we'll talk about it more if you hit the thumbs up button, right? I'm not maybe I just paused the whole show and we just wait until we get to 250. I could do that. I do have the power to do that, right? I feel like Dad, like I'll turn this car around <laughs> type of thing if we don't get up to 250 likes. You get crunch time for nothing. You get crunch time right after this, which is like our premium show. So hit the thumbs up button. Okay, looking at the, the Timberwolves, with Cat out, obviously it opens up all the center minutes. It also opens up all the usage in the starting unit. Uh, my concern, uh, obviously Jordan Bell isn't there anymore. Jan Gorgie Cheng isn't there anymore. Like, is are they just going to start Naz Reed and that's going to be it? Or do we have to consider the fact that Charlotte really doesn't play big? So can they really can they play a James Johnson or a Juancho Hernan Gomez at the five against a guy like PJ Washington or even Zeller for a couple of minutes or something like that? That we I mean, this game is an eight o'clock game, so I don't know if we're gonna get starters before lock. Uh and if we do, like the 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 usage has to be open enough that now Russell and Beasley have to become plays if they're gonna 
play 30 plus minutes in the starting unit as shooters. Like who else is going to score points in this game? So how do you view the Timberwolves situation now that we know that Towns is out? Yeah, just, I mean, instantly Russell's probably one of my favorite tournament plays. If the, if the ownership stays low on him on FanDuel, he's 7,600 over there. He had a 24% usage. 20, I think it was 24 and a half percent usage in that first game. Obviously, it's going to be you know increased here with Towns off the floor. He's a guy around you know 25, 26% usage um, over the course of the year. And then last game, he was at 25 as well. So um, obviously, he should have some more usage. As far as what they're going to do with you know the center minutes here, it's tough because they've been using James Johnson as a ball handler, actually. that He was actually playing before Russell was able to play, obviously, because Russell missed that first game that he was able to play uh, with the quad injury. And James Johnson was, was handling the ball at times. So I don't know if they'll use him at, at you know as a center. They could obviously play Nazare there. He probably sounds like a more natural fit, but James Johnson's been playing a ton of minutes. I guess my first guess would be that they're going to play James Johnson at the four or five and Hernan Gomez at the four or five. Hernan Gomez, I think, becomes a very, very good value play here. Uh, I think he'll still be contrarian. The minutes were around 25, 26. They're definitely safe there now with some upside to get into the 30s for minutes. So I like him a lot tonight. Um, as far as what they're going to do at the center, it's going to be either Naz Reed or James Johnson, I would expect. Um, unless Spellman can get in there. I don't know. They haven't played him yet. So, um it's gonna be it's gonna be kind of a see who starts. I think the starting lineup will tell more of a, a clearer picture. But on Fanduel, where we're probably not gonna have that news, you're probably guessing a little bit. Yeah, but I mean these prices on DraftKings. I mean probably on both sites. I mean James Johnson's thirty five hundred. Yeah. Beasley. I mean I think from a perspective we're looking. To me, I view this situation like this: Russell and Beasley don't get a minutes upgrade. Like they're like there's the. Carl, uh, Carlington Towns being out doesn't give them any more minutes. It just gives them more usage. But, like, we had Carlington Towns rejected for 35 minutes at center. That minute, those minutes are going to go to James Johnson, Naz Reed, Wancho Hernan Gomez. So, like, if we, I know the projections team currently is working on that. But let's say we give, I mean, we have 35 minutes to go around. So, let's say Naz Reed plays 14 of that. I'm just going by. I'm just making it up right now. Twenty, we got 21 minutes to go around. Let's say James Johnson gets 11 of them, and he goes up to 35. And let's say Juancho Hernan Gomez gets 10 of them. I mean, like, like if I just did that and just gave those three those minutes, they become like the best point per dollar plays in the whole slate, right? I mean, like at their prices because they're all under 4K. So if we, I mean, because we had. Jordan McLaughlin does. I mean, it doesn't affect him. It doesn't affect Crab. It doesn't affect Culver. Uh, Maybe a Koji gets some four minutes against the Hornets. Yeah. Maybe. But I can't see how 35 minutes being gone from the highest usage player on the team doesn't turn at least one, if not two, of these sub 4K guys into like into cash plays, essentially. Yeah. And in tournaments, I think a guy like Nazarene is going to. I still think he'll go overlooked, even though I think he's going to project really well. But with Diallo on the slate, with Nance on the slate, with Ilya Sova on the slate, with potentially RHJ on the slate uh, as, a, as a good value option, Nazarene, the ownership on him, especially on FanDuel, where you can only play two of these guys, um, I, I think it could be, unless people like him more than Diallo, I think it could be not low, but at least low compared to what he would normally be on a slate where maybe he was the top value play of the day. So, yeah, I think Reed, if Reed's starting especially, I think he's a really strong play. He should get in there for at least, 22 23 minutes whether he's starting or not he's gonna have to take some of these center minutes for sure so um yeah i think he's a really strong option 
And, you know, looking at the rotations from last game, Okogi kind of fell out of the rotation and they were playing Hernan Gomez at the three, um, Johnson at the four and Towns at the five. So they could start Johnson, Hernan Gomez and Reed all together if they really wanted to. Um, so I think all three of these guys could be pretty good plays. Hernan Gomez would probably be my favorite one uh, behind Nazri. Nazri would be number one, Hernan Gomez two, and James Johnson three for me as far as the value, guys. Right, and and typically the Hornets, we're, we want to target front court players against them. I mean, right? I mean, that the Hornets, the, the best part of the matchup is their front court. So if we're going to get... If we're going to get guys that are under 4K, they're going to play major minutes against the Hornets' front court. The, the, the only concerning thing against the Hornets is obviously their pace of play. But Minnesota, I mean, they've been implied total of 118. Now, obviously, that's going to start coming down, that that the, the total in this game should come down with Towns being out. But still, we're going to see Minnesota with a nice, healthy 114, 113, 114 minimum. And, I mean, the, if they're going to score 114 points, I mean, look at besides Russell, no one is over 5K, right? So, like, yeah. I know like, we started this show. We started the whole slate. This is what's what's either great or horrible about NBA DFS is that you spent the whole day going, okay, I think I know where I'm going to go. And then one yeah. bit of news that was unexpected, like, we're still waiting on Ibaka. We, we, you know, we had a sense that love may be out. Aiton was like, okay, we're prepared for Czech Diallo. And then something like this happens. It's like, how do we jam in all the Timberwolves? So, uh, yes, I think the only concern I have with Naz Reed is whether or not they do play small and he doesn't see major minutes. But I can't see him not play. I mean, with Towns in, he was projected for 14 minutes. Yeah. I can't see that, that not being at least 20 and he's 3.3K, so even at 20 minutes, he still rates as almost a 6X median type of play. So I think my only concern in, with the Timberwolves is, like, it's not a matter of who I play, but just, like, how many do I play together? Yeah, I, I chat mentioned it, and I went and double-checked it. Spellman is ruled out. He's on G League assignment. I don't see any way that they could bring him up. That was in the 530 injury report. So same with Martin and uh, Evans. Evan Turner not with the team either. So they have nine guys, um, Russell, Beasley, Hernan Gomez, Akogi, Johnson, Culver, Reed, McLaughlin, and Crab. And a lot of those guys that I mentioned are wings or, or guards. So I think Reed is going to have to handle at least 22, 23 minutes. And that's, I think, a minimum mark probably. Uh, I already had James Johnson projected for 24 minutes. So I obviously give him a little bit of a boost as well. Naz Reed is a guy who's around a one point. 1.5, 1.2, depending on what site you're playing on, um, per minute guy. It's a really good per minute guy, obviously a good matchup. So, yeah, I think Nazareth becomes one of the better value plays of the day. Now, he's power forward eligible on FanDuel. So, I mean, like you could you could legitimately play Nazareth and Czech Diallo yeah. and pay both down for both spots. Watch out, Hernan Gomez is 3,900 small forward eligible. Yep. D'Angelo Russell is now underpriced on FanDuel at 76. I mean, FanDuel, you have the curse of, like, you could play yeah. <laughs> anyone you want. But for slates like this, I think it actually makes, to me, would you agree with this? I know you play on uh, FanDuel way more than I do, and we got news that Serge Ibaka will play today. So Serge Ibaka is in. On Okay, here, g- give me your strategic impression on this. Uh because earlier in the day, people are like, okay, I'm playing Czech Diallo at power forward on FanDuel. You know, I'm playing the Bucks in the spots that they should be playing them on FanDuel. Do you think it makes it more likely that for you and GPP 
that you'll take advantage that do you find on FanDuel from your experience that people react less to late news or more to late news? So like thinking in terms of, do you think the check Diallo ownership gets affected more by Naz Reed being a play? Or do you think that more people on FanDuel just go like, well, I had check Diallo in my whole time. So screw the new news. Like which way are you more, more likely to see it? Yeah, I think uh, for me, it's kind of like a time thing. So I think this one is an, about an hour before the slate started. So I think that'll that'll affect things a little bit. I don't think the news on Diallo will change anything because he was such a good value play to begin with. He's still going to be such a good value play. Um, so I don't think that'll his ownership will change much. But definitely in terms of so, for example, uh, the other night when RJ got ruled starter uh, like 15 minutes before lock. The ownership didn't move on him or, or Boucher. They stayed the same because it was so late. I think people just left, left their lineups as it was. So it uh, definitely depends on the timing and also how good of a play they are. Like Diallo, I think, is still going to be massive chalk. He could be 90% on FanDuel in some contests. What I think is what we're going to see is Larry Nance. I think his ownership is going to move. I think he's going to fall back quite a bit. I think people are going to play Reed and Diallo together. And a guy like Larry Nance, who we talked about it, we liked him a lot, is going to be – not, I wouldn't say contrarian, but I think he'll at least be lower owned now. And we mentioned him pairing him with Trey Young was a nice little contrarian pairing. Now I think it becomes even more contrarian with the, with the ownership on Nance dropping a little bit. So I think that's one that will definitely move the meter a little bit for sure. Right. And we just got updated projections on uh, the Timberwolves. And this is premium stuff. So, I mean, we normally do, don't give away premium stuff on Grinders Live where you get to see some of this. So, I mean, you should sign up for Roto Grinders Premium, rotogrinders.com slash premium. But as a thank you, you should hit the thumbs up button. Just go, go hit the thumbs up, press around on YouTube, hit whatever buttons you need to hit. If we get up to 250, uh, you get crunch time for free, which is also a premium thing. So it's like we're giving away everything, right? You want my drink also? I can mail it to you. Let's go. Hit the like button. Uh, so now that the Timberwolves uh, have been updated, they're given uh, our projections team, which is like the best in the industry. So, I mean, you can see it here. Meansy, Tuttle, Notorious, SBK, Jamino. They're great. They're the, best, they're the best projections in the industry. So you should sign up for premium to get them all the time. Uh, Nasri, 26 minutes. James Johnson, 27 minutes. Wancho, 28 minutes. They threw uh, Jared Vanderbilt into the rotation for 17 minutes. Obviously, Russell, like all the other guys, really, the wings and everyone and the guards don't really change. But, I mean... <laughs> Means he already marked him as a core play because, like, at 3,300, if Nazri gets 26 minutes at, like, 1.3-plus fantasy points per minute against the, the hapless uh, Hornets front court, like, he, proje- he projects as the top point. I mean, like, literally, just what we said before for the whole slate, like, Nazri, James Johnson, and Juancho Hernan Gomez alongside Czech Diallo are three of the four top point-per-dollar projected plays on DraftKings. And if we go to FanDuel... I'm assuming we're going to see something very similar. Yeah, Nasri's up there for here. sure. Reload yeah, here. yeah, check Diallo, Nasri. Like, yeah, and Larry Nance. Yeah. You have a problem at power forward now. Yeah. yeah check I mean, Diallo, got- Nasri, Larry Nance. Who do you, uh, out of the three, if you had to only pick two, who would you Well, pick? so one thing to keep in mind, you have a little bit of a, of a ticker up top where it says ownership was updated 548. So those ownerships aren't updated yet after the cat news. So that's one thing. My big thing is going to depend on the ownership here. I think I think Larry Nance's number drops a bit, and Nas Reed becomes pretty popular. And in that case, I think I would like Nance a little bit more than than Reed. I think 
I think Diallo's probably number one. He's just going to play a ton of minutes. He has really no option but to play 33, 34 minutes. So I think Diallo's a guy that I probably put number one. Larry Nance, two. Nasri, three. But I think they're all really good plays. Right. The, the, the good part, you know what's great about DraftKings? Nasri, James Johnson, and Czech Diallo are all PFCs. So you can play all three together. You, you could actually play all three and Wancho Hernan Gomez at power forward because that's your utility spot. And now Larry go. Nance is also PFC. Okay. Uh, like I said from the beginning of the show, this is a GPP-oriented show. Uh, on DraftKings, if you're playing like someone like Julius Randle, his ownership is going to go way down. So mm-hmm. anyone that's expensive, and you can see this on FanDuel also, right, Kyle? Yep. Like yep. anyone that's expensive that's power forward eligible, is the, their ownership is naturally going to go down. So even if you wanted to play, let's say you wanted to play Booker, let's say you wanted to play Bledsoe, who are going to be chalkier guards. If you forego some of this PFC value and play and pay up for a Jokic or Whiteside, Gobert, Randall, those types of guys, uh, it's going to be different. And remember, Randall's playing the Wizards. So, like, I know that he's, he's efficiently priced, but you t- if you told me Randall put up 65 points against the Wizards, like, I'm not, I'm not shocked, right? Like, I, I just see that now that all, since all this, with Towns out, all the value is at power forward center. And before it's like, okay, we had Czech Diallo, and then it's like, we opened up Larry Nance. I'm like, okay, now we got two. Now we got, like, five, right? Deadman's also his value at center spot. So, Abaka, how do we fit an Abaka into the lineups now? Like, like Abaka on FanDuel is underpriced and underowned. So, like, I think that this is if you're if you're massively multi-entering, I could definitely see making a group with like these value guys, and maybe even setting a rule that you only have one of them each lineup and pay up in the other spot, and then like just hope you got the right one that goes like the most off, and you'll know that you're different, and hope the ones that you don't have are the ones that have a snowflake. Yep. Uh, looking at Twitter, a beat writer for the Minnesota Timberwolves appears to think that Nazri's going to be starting at center. Uh, he didn't sound confident in it, but that's what he, I guess, is assuming based on watching workouts and whatnot. So that's something to keep in mind. Maybe those 26 minutes turns into 28 or whatnot. But yeah, definitely you mentioned it. A lot of these power forwards, one guy that I brought up was Sabonis. He's going to be extremely low on now, and he, he pairs really well. If you're, if you're talking Fando specifically, he pairs really well with guys like Middleton and Bledsoe in, in a similar game. Obviously, if these three guys are going to hit their ceiling, and the game probably going to want to be close. So um, that makes a lot of sense for me as well. Um, Crunch time is going to be able to cover a lot of this, so everyone's going to want to hit the like button, get to 250. Devin said we're, we were about 40 short at the 10 minute mark. So we need to get those likes up. So that way you guys can get crunch time and hear those three guys break this, break this stuff down. Cause madness here, me and blender are kind of uh, doing things on the fly here. They'll have a little bit of time to prepare and give you some clear, concise thoughts about the slate and all this, all this news. And if you uh, have QQs, start putting them into YouTube chat. Now QQs, player questions, strategy questions, anything you want. And we'll only answer them. If you, when you do that, you also hit the like button. So like, I'm just, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna hold you hostage. Until you do that. Uh, last question about this Timberwolves situation. Would you group out Reed and Johnson to not be in the same lineups? Like if they go small, if they go big, or are they at the prices 3,500, 3,300 on DraftKings that like they could both get there regardless? Yeah, I don't think you need to. The price is nice, but also I wouldn't be, wouldn't be surprised to see a 
these three guys, Hernan Gomez, uh, Reed, and uh, Johnson, play together. You know, like I mentioned, the closing rotation last game was Reed or not Reed uh, Johnson and Hernan Gomez with Cat. So maybe those three guys close together. Obviously, there's the issue where they could go smaller um, and maybe have just two of those guys on the floor. But I don't think you necessarily need to group them out. I think that these are guys that you could play together. Um, I would probably prefer to only play two of them. I don't think I'd want all three, but I don't think you just should just limit yourself to one. I think I think two would probably be the sweet spot for me. Right, because I mean, and I also like I don't mind playing Russell in that lineup either. Right, I mean, like right. it's getting to the point where they're playing the Hornets. They like, they're going to have a, over one ten total. Like I didn't expect to have to talk about. I thought we would talk about the Timberwolves as in, do you play Beasley? Do you play Towns? That type of thing. And yeah. now it just feels like we're playing everyone else. And uh, I mean, it's an 11 game. Like, I'm going to stress this fact. If you're a GPP, if especially if you're a contrarian player, it's an 11 game slate. And we have guys that are going to be like 30, 40, 50% owned in large field GPPs. Uh, if, if you see a guy that's 50%, like, check Diallo, we have projected for, to be 56% owned at 5K. Not on FanDuel, where it's 3,700. 56%. I could go to any other 5K player. So I'm going to go to a 5K player. Just write down, just go right down here to the 5K player. We got Larry Nance at 5,100. 44% owned. Check Diallo, 56% owned at 5K. Mitchell Robinson against the, is against the Wizards is less than 1% owned. I'm not saying he's a better play than the other two. I'm, I'm not saying that, uh, that Joe Ingles. I'm not saying that, uh, that Jay Crowder. Or what I mean, like Miles Turner against Milwaukee. I don't know. I mean, they're not great spots, but you can't tell me that these guys that Chuck Diallo and Larry Nance, if these guys are one percent owned, are going at are going to put up higher points, like fifty times more likely. So it may not be the best example on the the, the pivots, I guess you would say, but just think in that terms of like, don't be scared to fade these guys. Not all of them in one lineup, but don't be scared. Don't feel like you need to jam in five of these guys and then like play a different like high price guy. It's an 11 game slate and there's a lot of variance, even in NBA. So I, I believe that I'm going to be building lineups that I still play these guys. I just group them out. So they like, they don't all appear in similar lineups together. Yeah. And then you mentioned it, even if you wanted to play a few of these guys and kind of follow the chalk with these value guys, there are ways to get contrarian that we talked about with some guys that are up top uh, and, and make sure you're refreshing it, that uh, the lineup HQ to get the updated ownership. Cause that'll tell you a lot. Uh, the closer we get to lock, the more precise those ownership projections will be. Okay. Let's go through some QQs rapid. I guess somewhat rapid fire. I'm the host. So I get to just do it on you. So I don't have to, <laughs> my natural response. If it's a GPP question is play wherever you want. And the one for the cast question is uh, what are the projections? So you, you already know my answers. Let's get Kyle's. Okay. QQ. Uh, favorite center for FanDuel cash now that Cat is out? Uh, it'd be Whiteside for me, but Marquise Chris is the second, close second. Okay. For every question we do, you got to hit the like button. So there you go. Yep. Uh, Naz Reed or Deadman? Um, Naz Reed. Collins or John, oh, John Collins we didn't talk about or Serge Ibaka? Um, I, I would probably prefer Collins, but it's it's close. I, I think Collins has a lot of upside here uh, in this spot, but – so does Ibaka. So it's close, but I'll go Collins slightly. Okay. We had a question, so you got to hit the like button. We need 11 more in order to get – you get free crunch time. You're getting something. We're not – we don't get anything. For, I don't know. 
the YouTube gods give us good karma, I guess, from the like button. Uh, people are talking about Dr Drummond being a must-play. Like, what? I mean, your opinion on the Drummond situation is not that he's like a bad, like right. he's not in a bad spot. It's just that you don't think he's going to play more than thirty minutes. Yeah, I'm really reluctant to assume that he's going to be in the mid thirties. You know, I mean, he could play thirty-two, thirty-three. I could be wrong about it, but I definitely don't see him getting up to thirty-six, thirty-five minutes like he once was in Detroit uh, with Tristan Thompson splitting those minutes with him obviously it's not right down the middle but he's getting some so i i think Whiteside's just a better play definitely a better per dollar play for me and then marquis chris is a guy i like a lot so just no need to go to drummond for me especially on fandle i guess on DraftKings you can consider it more considering he's a little bit cheaper over there but on fandle there's no no need for me he's the same price as a guy like Jokic. i think i'd rather take a shot on a guy like Jokic uh, at that price but for me it's Whiteside and chris at center okay so uh, you prefer chris over deadman even yep uh, let's see, Hernan and Naz together. I, I, I mean, all these guys are cheap enough that they can all get there. So, like, you can play these guys together. Uh, talking about the Timberwolves, just to, to put a little GPP spin on it, if you're going to stack the Timberwolves, there's no reason that you can't play Devontae Graham, P.J. Washington, Terry Rogier. Play, play a Hornet and then build a 2-1 type of stack. Build a 3-1. But, no, if they all get there, it's quite possible Devontae Graham has a 50-plus point game or Rogier. Is, is, shoot, is shooting well. I mean, it's not like we care about Carl Anthony Towns' defense, but the Charlotte has a healthy total also of 114. So there yeah. may be people on the Hornets side that could get there. Yeah, a guy that I had some interest in before was Malik Monk, you know, cheap and playing around 28, 29 minutes. So he's a guy, if you need another value spot, I don't know if you necessarily need another value option, um, but you can definitely go there. Uh, Devontae Graham, you mentioned another good option. Rozier's a tough one for me when, when considering Fandle because there's so many good point guards, especially, you know, at the top. And then you got Bledsoe and Moran and, and kind of the middle of tier. So uh, I would prefer Graham over Rozier based on lineup construction, but. Uh, yeah, I think Graham and Munker are, are pretty interesting options as well. Um, one quick note that we didn't touch on, um, Marvin Williams is going to make his Bucks debut, so that could potentially hurt Ursan a little bit. Um, so just keep that in mind. I know we have a lot of power forwards that are are active and, and good value plays today, but Ursan might lose some minutes due to, to Marvin Williams playing, so maybe that's not necessarily the pivot that you want to get to tonight. But also we have to realize, I mean, when it comes to Milwaukee, they're playing the Pacers. Turner and Sabonis are, are on the court a lot together. Does does I mean they're gonna have what the Lopez brothers? They got Marvin Williams. They got Ursan Ilyasova. So it's not like the Bucks really have that much size. But the fact right. that both have to be that both Sabonis and Turner are on the court a lot. Do you think that is more secure? I mean, do you think they run Marvin at the five a lot? I'm not saying that Marvin Williams is a play. I'm just right, saying right. that does is the matchup. Does the matchup matter on whether or not Ilyasova gets plus or minus minutes? Uh, I I don't think the matchup matters too much here. I think based on the, the the size of the Lopez brothers alone, those guys can handle the bulk of the center minutes, and they're not going to play the Lopez brothers side by side. So it's going to be Marvin and Ursan splitting those minutes at the four. I think uh, whether you know might match up or not. So I, I think you know Ilyasova wasn't a guy that was getting into the thirties of minutes. I know he was probably going to be around twenty five, twenty six. So now I'm just now I'm just trying to raise some concerns where he might only play around 20. So that's all I'm trying to, he, you could still play Ursan. I think, you know, he can, I get hit value in that limited time, but I'm just saying with Marvin's act with Marvin active, he could potentially take some minutes away from Ursan. Uh, I, I don't really like either of them today. I don't think there's any need to play those two. I'd probably just rather play Diallo Reed and, and uh, Larry Nance. Okay. We're getting word that James Johnson will start for the Timberwolves tonight for Carl Anthony towns. 
Okay, so that means Nasrid's not starting, right? Because James Johnson didn't start last game. So they're going to start Johnson at the five, or not Gomez at the four. Right, but um, it doesn't mean that. I mean, Nasrid still has to play minutes, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep, he'll still probably be around 25, 24, 24 25 minutes, I would assume. Um, let me see where I ended up putting him. Yeah, I mean, and he's a good permanent guy anyway. We mentioned it. It's a good matchup. So um, he could definitely still hit value. I ended up putting him at 25 minutes. So, yeah, I think he's still a strong play. Okay, so we've hit our like total. We've hit our like total. We're at 6, 620 Eastern. We got enough likes. My drink, it's cold, okay, and it, there's no alcohol in it. People are like, oh, what? It must – no, I don't drink. I don't do drugs. I just I, I just have a lot of energy, and I want to make sure that you guys are doing well for GPPs tonight. But since we hit that like total, uh, you're going to get crunch time right on this feed. So just just keep on staying tuned. And all of your QQs, I mean, Meansy and Roth and JSU, they, they probably go through like 130 in like in the course of 10 minutes. So they're much better, especially with more news coming out before lock on who's starting, how projections will change. So tune in for that. So, uh, so Kyle, uh, any, any, any last words as far as fan bill concerned? Uh, no, I think just as far as that is, don't be afraid to play the chalk, but don't be afraid to get contrarian in spots too, especially when you're talking about playing, you know, guys in you know, the higher pricing ranges. So a lot of good plays tonight and don't be afraid to get some leverage. Okay, like uh, like the uh, great advice: play the chalk or don't play the chalk. Sounds like play whoever you want to me, which is my strategy. Uh, so for 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 the next time, we will have one the two games late tomorrow. I don't know who's on tomorrow, but it, I don't know how they're going to fill an hour, but they're going to figure it out, right? We had eleven games; they have two games. So, uh, so for for Kyle Murray, I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blenderhead, and that was Grinders Live on RotoGrinders.com.
Hey guys, what is up? Welcome to Crunch Time. It is a Wednesday show and a very busy one at that. Uh, all kinds of news, all kinds of great plays out there. So we are joined by one Mr. Andy Means, two Mr. JSU to help break it down. Means, what up? Just trying to sort through all this mess, man. How about you? Uh, I am waiting for you to sort through all this mess so I can plug in the plays <laughs> and make money. Uh, by the way, last night I dropped like a 320-something, night before that, 330, so you guys keep doing the things you're doing. Good work. It's working. Okay. Yeah, all right. Good stuff. Uh, you, you can go mute. We got JSU here as well. You're going to give us some GPP takes. What up, JSU? Uh, not much. I got my slippers stolen from me right before show, and uh, yeah, so that's about it. Were they stolen by the dog or by the girlfriend? Uh, the girlfriend and the dog stolen from the girlfriend. Ah, okay, yes. Yeah. Uh, multiple thefts. Transitive property, yes. dog ended up stealing them. Okay. Uh, also, this is a free show. I don't know if you gentlemen are aware, but this is free on YouTube right now because we got 250 likes on the uh, the Grinders live show. So if you like the show that you are getting for free, you should know we do this every day. We get great advice from these two geniuses. I'm not included in that group of geniuses. Um, but they give the advice. I take your questions, and it's a good thing. So uh, go ahead. You can join the premium show. You can join Roto Grinders Premium. Then you get the show every single day, seven days a week. With that said, I think it's time, guys. Oh, I should have done a tournament. I should have done a crunch time tournament because tomorrow is only two games. Maybe we'll do a showdown or something for that. Um, anyways, means let's get to FanDuel Cash because we've got a lot to talk about. All right. Yeah. Um, this is pretty condensed pool for, uh, what do we have, 11 games. Um, I feel pretty strongly about, I don't know, three to four tops at each position. So um, point guard, Bledsoe for sure. He's 6'7". Then you're with all this value we have now, especially a power forward, um, almost certainly you're going to be paying up at this other spot. Um, and you're going to be choosing between this group of like Trey Young, Doncic, and Lillard. And man, like the number it's the numbers are going to tell you to play Doncic, I think, but there's risks there. Like if you just real quick on his, if we go to the share screen and you like just move him, we got him at 32. If you take him down one, like Dame is the better play. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe even Trey Young's a better play. So Man, it's tough. I'm still honestly debating it. I don't know what the right call is. Um, I have a good feeling about Dame with a bounce back. They just waved the white flag last night and said, that game, we, we got blown out. We're, they pulled the starters like eight or nine minutes. Like, we're going to focus on tonight's game. So, I like Dame tonight. I like Luke and I like Trey tonight. I'm interested to hear JSU talk about Trey because I saw him, that he's got him tagged. So, maybe that'll sway me a little bit. But you're most likely picking between one of those three as your point guard to pair with Bledsoe. If not, maybe like Dinwiddie. Uh, he's seven eight. I know there's some bills that land there. Uh, that's what I like at point guard. Shooting guard is almost certainly two of three guys. You can – I cannot believe I'm saying this based on when I started the day. You can make a case that Middleton now is not a must-play on FanDuel. I still think he is, but it's going to be him. It's two of – Devin is not happy about that. It's going to be two yeah. of him, middle – it's going to be two of him, D-Russ, and Booker. Like, oh, those are three of the best plays on the slate. Um you know, there, there are two guys I have tagged on DK, but since FanDuel decided to not price these guys up at all, the Bucks, I mean, Middleton fits this group too, but you can only play two of them. So I think you definitely play two of them. For some reason, you're not. You're probably playing like Lavert or like two guys at 4-9, like Beasley and Hoyer. I think you've got to play two of those uh, uh, those three I mentioned, though. Small forward. This is the least appealing uh, position on the slate by far. Maybe that in center. Um, 
I feel great about the two sons. Like Aiden's out, so you know they're going to get all the sons get bumps. These guys are going to play some four. Both of these guys, and by those guys, I mean Uber and Bridges. So I like those two guys. You also have like Ingles at four nine. You also have Wancho at uh, three nine. So Cat got rolled out. I don't know if we even uh, we kind of buried the lead a little bit on that. Um, he's out. So there's all sorts of bumps up for for the T Wolves. So that's what I'm looking at at small forward. I'm trying to see if there's anyone else. Maybe like maybe Kevin Porter Jr. But I prefer the other guy. Those other guys in the four Ks that I already mentioned. Power forward, two of three guys. I think. I think it's the two guys we have tagged. And actually, uh, uh, I mean, you got to throw like James Johnson in that mix now since he's starting. So I'm actually going to untag uh, untag Nance. You're definitely playing Diallo since James Johnson officially got this uh, the uh, start starting not over Nas. You can make the case that you play him over Nance. So let me untag Nance real quick on FD because I think it's between those three guys again. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Rozier is out. I'm seeing. Okay, um, I will come back to that. That's going to give just a bunch of chat. To be fair, I haven't seen it on my Rangers app yet. He's out. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, I will come back to that. I, I, I highly doubt. Just off the top of my head, that's going to matter. Except maybe for Graham. Like, I don't think any cheap plays are going to be better than all these other cheap plays we have. But I can, I can. Uh, I'm afford the time to look at that. Why JSU's talking? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So power forward two of Diallo. I think Diallo is a must. He's way too cheap. And then it's uh, pairing him with one of James Johnson or Larry Nance. And then center, again, I think you're picking between one of a few guys here. I think you're, you're most likely spinning up here if, uh, if you're going cheap at all these other spots I've been talking about. And I think you're almost certainly landing on either Whiteside or Gobert. They're 8-8 eight, eight and 7-8. The other guy I'd throw in there would be Brooke Lopez at 5-6, but I just can't see a roster construction that I come close to liking that is going to land at that cheap of range. I think you have the money to spend up, so it's one of Gobert or Whiteside. Okay, good stuff. JSU, let's talk tournaments here. It Well, I, that's more for DK. Let's go ahead and talk tournaments on FanDuel first. All right, yeah, so let's just start with Trey. Um, so Trey Young, uh, I love him today. He's one of my favorite plays on the slate. Gets Cleveland, terrible against defending the guards. Sexton and Garland are both horrible defenders. Um, they guard the three-point line, giving up 37. It's 0.3% from three, which is um, – the third worst t- defense against the three. So um, obviously that bodes well for teams that like to shoot three and players specifically Trey young, who's, you know, obviously shoots a ton of three pointers and um, makes a ton of three pointers. So uh, I really like him today. It's my top spend on the slate. Um, other guys, I think you can, you can go with in tournaments that are probably going to be I would say lower owned Kyle Lowry. Everyone's going to play Bledsoe. I think he's a perfect pivot. Um, and then Colin Sexton, specifically on FanDuel, but talked about the guards for Cleveland, but Trey Young's not the best defender either. And Colin Sexton can score, and he we've seen him do it. Um, and I think it's a good matchup for him as well. So I like him. Shooting guard, um, you know, at the top, Devin Booker, D. Russ, Chris Middleton, um, Devonte Graham. I expect those four guards to be the most popular. Um, I, I think out of that range, I mean, it's clear to me that uh, Russell and Middleton are probably the two best. But I like. I, I I think I'd take the savings a little bit more with Graham and play either Russell or Middleton. It'd probably be um, Russell then Middleton if I had to rank them. Um, and then for low ownership. 
I, I like Malik Beasley at 4,900 for cheap. Um, and then Buddy Heald at 5,700 for tournaments. Um, small forward. I, I think a- Andrew Wiggins is really interesting for tournaments. We've seen him in tough matchups in his first two games, Miami and the Lakers. Uh, really tough matchups, honestly. And he had 44 against the Lakers, Fandle points in 24. So, I mean, like, he didn't do terrible, but just really tough matchups. This is the first, like, decent matchup he's going to get against Phoenix. Um, so I do like him a lot for tournaments. I think people will play Oubre, Pascal. So he'll kind of come under the radar. And then Miles Bridges with uh, Terry Rozier out, I think he's going to need to step up from a scoring perspective and just a do-it-all perspective. So I do like Miles Bridges. Um, power forward. I, I think Randall is personally my favorite spend up. I think he will be one of the more popular guys. Um, but, uh, I still really like him a lot today. I think Sabonis is a really strong play. Um, if you're looking for just, a just kind of a pivot off of Randall, but those are my two favorite spend ups for sure. Um, and then Jaron Jackson at like 6,600 and Draymond at 6k, I think are solid tournament options. Um, at center, you know, Towns and Drummond were, I thought the two guys at the top for me that I was going between, I think Drummond now becomes the clear number one at the top, really great match against Atlanta. No Kevin love. Um, you know, I expect them to see more minutes. Uh, this game should be close, uh, back and forth. So I, I do really like him as a spend up. And then I, I don't know if this is going to be a hot take, but no one's talking about him, but Marquise Chris. Uh, 5,800, no Kevon Looney today. He played about 16, 17 minutes last couple games. Chris has seen consistently anywhere from 26 to 28 minutes. Maybe he gets a bump to 30, but look at his last like three games. He's taken 10, 10 or more shots. He's, he's had two really good games his last two games and no one's going to play him, but I do like him today against Phoenix. Alan, Alan Lynn's going to play him. Fat Halpert. He's going to play him. He's all over the revenge narrative. There you no. go. We got there one. There you go. Um, <laughs> anything else? At, at 0.6% ownership. <laughs> <laughs> anything else in GPPs here? No, no I think I, I hit everything I wanted to. Okay, a couple names that are starting, Meansy. Uh, one, Caleb Martin was starting for Rozier, I believe. Yeah, and, and Zeller uh, just got ruled out. Yeah, and Biombo is starting there. Yay! <laughs> yeah, keep it going. So priority check. Oh Jesus! Uh, yeah, um, I think it's a Biombo night now. Um, he's three K on Fanduel or on DK, and he is uh, I think three five on on uh, on Fanduel. So let me talk about DK, and then I will come back to where I'm prioritizing him on Fanduel. Is that cool? Yeah, yeah, I think that's ridiculous. Fair. Good thing you did not do a tournament. Yeah, so I think. <laughs> Yeah, they're starting him, man. Um, I'll look at, like, splits and stuff when we get through. But, I mean, I'm almost positive when he started in these games when Zeller was out, he was murdering people, and he's the stone minimum. So, unless there's some reason to think he's not going to play, like, normal minutes, he was he was dropping 30 burgers um, in this situation early in the year. Uh, yeah, so I think he's going to be a priority for me now on DK specifically. I'm going to have to tinker with it a little on FanDuel. I'm guessing it's going to be the same there, but I got to figure out how to prioritize the cheapies there. So, yeah. All right. So DK real quick. Um, it's like cheap overload on this. All right. So I have, 
it's crazy. Like Bledsoe was my favorite play this morning. Now all these, all this stuff happens, and now it's Booker and, and D Russ take over for him. They're both point guard, or uh, D Russ is just point guard now uh, on on DK. Booker has both. I think those guys are two great plays, two of the best spins of the night. Bledsoe is there too if you want to use him at your guard spot. I think those are they're your definite priorities. Um, I don't even know if I want to talk about cheap plays on at guard because all of the best cheap plays. Yeah, are the big men. So I don't even like. I just can't imagine you're going to be spending down at guard in cash games. Um, if I if I happen to miss someone, I'll I'll bring it up. But I just really maybe like in the mid tier, possibly like a Rubio or Levert or something. I just or Oladipo. I just can't imagine you're going down that cheap with all the great front court cheap plays. Um, shooting guard. One guy I will mention you might land on is Malik Beasley. He's four seven. He is actually a pretty good play. You might land on him. He'd be the one guy. I could see uh, landing on uh, Dinwiddie's a good cheap play, or no, I'm sorry, a good uh, point guard, shooting guard option. Not nearly as good as the guy, the other three guys that I mentioned. Uh, small forward. Uh, let's see, Middleton. He's fine. Like he's eight eight. Like DK did a much better job adjusting his price tag compared to Fanduel, but he would he would be suitable uh, to to pair with like some of the other the other cheap stuff we have here. Because small forward, yeah, small forward is the issue. Because there's, we like spinning up at point guard, shooting guard. We like spinning down at power forward, center. Yeah. But small forward, there's you're kind of lost. So like yeah, that is this is worth the top. Yeah. And then there's not a whole lot in there. Exactly. So yeah, maybe this is where you're probably. I could see a Luca build. I could also see uh, just going see kind of. <laughs> I can see it right here. Wait, can you hold that up so we can all see it? No. Yeah. Um, you could do a Middleton, but I think you're most likely going to go kind of mid-tierish here. So you do a a, a Levert, um, an Ingles, a Porter Jr., something like that. That's what I'm envisioning for that small forward slot. Unfortunately, the, it, it's one of the rare nights where the MP doesn't help us on DK. Uh, you have definitely the worst position of the night. Then power forward center, I'm just going to combine, like, where do you – like, where do I stop? Like, you have Diallo, Nance, Biombo, James Johnson – Nas Reed, even coming off the bench, Reed should be a still good play. You don't need him as much now. Um, those are just all really, really good options. Uh, Wancho, I didn't mention Wancho. So that he's an option. Uh, spin, if you're going to spin up, it would be Whiteside at center. Um, I didn't mention Deadman. He's 4'7". Like, probably not on this slate, but on a different slate, it'd be good. Abaka, who I wrote about this morning, and now is just completely borderline obsolete. Um yeah, so that's that's what I'm doing here. I think uh, I'll let JSU talk for a little bit. Let me reassess this Hornet stuff. Yeah, JSU, I'm really interested in how you're handling. Like the build is clear: cheap at big men, pay up for guard. That it's just that's the build. So in GPPs, knowing that, are you going the exact opposite? Yeah. I, so here's the thing: is I'm building my lineups like as we speak right now, or reassessing mm-hmm. my lineups, and it keeps bringing me to the same build, which I know everyone's going to hit, which is I have so much money to spend at all of my guard positions, and this it, it's it, there's so many cheap options at power forward slash center because all the most of these guys are power forward and center eligible. You can play them pretty much anywhere, so you can fit. 5k and below guys all there and it gives you the money to play one of Trey Dame Luca with Devin Booker and Middleton or Bledsoe so like or Devonte Graham or D Russ 
So it, it's clear if I just pay for one big guy, and, like just one, it can be Drummond, it could be Jokic if you like Jokic, it, it could be, I talked about Marquise Chris, he's 6K, no one's going to play him. Just one big guy mm-hmm. to pay up for, your lineup's going to be different. Right there. Then That's start it. You the don't, and then you can go with all those other chalky big men and you don't care. I'm not saying you have to do that in every single tournament lineup mm-hmm. you make, but definitely like, uh, you know, I have three lineups. That's all I'm playing tonight. Three lineups on DK. And I'm you, for sure you're going to see Drummond in one of my lineups. For sure. Yeah. All right. It, like it, it's 100% going to happen. You'll probably see Chris in my lineup in one of my other lineups too. All right. But I'm only going to do it in one spot. And then from there, I'm just going to build and play the best plays possible. But I think that's a a key factor in this. So, like, as I go through it and we talk about, like, you know, point guard, just remember, like, now there's unlimited amount. We can get anyone we want. So now it's just about picking which one you like the most. Like, you guys know I love Trey. Trey's my favorite spend up. If I'm spending up at 10K at point guard, it's going to be Trey Young in my lineup. Um, And then it's the D. Russ Booker. Kyle Lowry's at 7,900. I think he's a perfect pivot. Bledsoe, I think ownership comes off of Bledsoe. We didn't even talk about this, but I think some ownership comes off of him with the D. Russ news, with Devontae Graham now being, in my opinion, a a much better play with no Terry Rozier. I mean, the guy was already doing a ton anyways. Now Rozier's off the court. He's going to have the ball in his hands the whole game, like for the 38 minutes he's on the floor, he's going to have the ball in his hands. Like this guy has to be a top play. Um, but there's just so many good guards. You know what I mean? You got to play three. So someone's going to be left off. So I think it's just about picking your favorite spots and maybe differentiating in one guard spot, playing a Kyle Lowry, playing a Morant at 7,500, a Jamal Murray at 7K, um, Colin Sexton, who I talked about at 6,200. Um, Malik Beasley at 4,700 doing something like that, playing one of those guys and then just playing the other two of your favorite guards. Okay. Um, means you said that you were going to circle back to FanDuel if you could, if, if anything's changed. I'm not struggling with this Biombo thing. Cause I'm trying to go back to this old injury report from, cause like when the last two games, I, I don't know if I'm missing something cause we have him at 24, Bismack. Last two games that Zeller missed, Bismack played, it was the tw- November, it was 27th and 29th. Is Zeller officially out or is Biombo just starting? Have you seen news that Zeller is officially out? He's unlikely to play and they're starting to be Biombo. So okay, I, unlikely. Yeah, that's, okay. yeah. He played 34 minutes in one game and then he played 34 minutes in the next game and we have him at 24. I don't know if I'm missing something. Um, they just, I don't know if it's, I mean, they've been playing, it's probably because they've been playing Hernan Gomez more lately, but he didn't even play in those games. So, I mean, this is tough for me to decipher. I think you play Biombo personally. I would, uh, I would prioritize him as a play. Um, yeah, I'm not going to tag him. Um, I'm going to see if I'm, I'm going to get in our slack and see if I'm missing something on this. Um, but he played a lot. So, um, yeah, uh, yeah, back to FanDuel. You don't yep. – with the uncertainty on that, like you don't need to pl- pay up for him because I'm almost positive he's center. Um, let me just double check. I've got too many things going here. Um, all right, he is – yeah, he's center eligible. But, like, just real quick, if I take him even to 30, 
like he is the best play on the slate. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I guess the, the, the kickers are playing Minnesota and they're starting James Johnson. So, yeah, I mean, this one's tough for me. I think I, I, if I'm playing cash games, I'm probably playing Biombo on DK. On FanDuel, I would not. That's my official statement. Okay. Anything else you want to get into or just – we've got 10 minutes. I feel like – if okay, if there's anything that comes up while we're taking the questions, feel free to break in and, and you know, talk sure. about a rant yeah. or whatever. Okay? Yeah. All right. Let's get into some of these one-on-one questions here. We're going to start with PG Rebels – also, this is all going down in the Crunch Time Discord, by the way. PG Rebel says, DK single entry, Whiteside Martin or Diallo Sexton? Uh, Diallo Sexton. Poto says, DK Cash, Wancho and Young or Ibaka and Bledsoe? I would do Ibaka Bledsoe on that one. Does So does Wancho get the boot of all of the – I mean, there's so many power forward center – Good place. He was Watch already kind of below the them. He was below all those guys for me anyway. Still yep. a good play in the vacuum, but he was below the the Nances, the Diallos, the James Johnson. Gotcha. And now he's below uh, Biombo for me. Okay. Uh, Terrence, FanDuel Cash. We're talking spend-ups here. Please rank them. Trey Luca Dame. Yeah, I talked about that. I don't um, – I think they're all they're all right there. So, like, I think there's less risk, believe it or not, with Dame because if you take Luca's minutes down one in our projections, Dame's the better play. I I honestly still don't know. It's probably the builds I'm landing on are between one of those two guys. If you have the money, Trey's fine too. So, I honestly don't have a strong lean on it. I would. I don't want to say like play Dame over Luca because I still may play Luca. I think there's like more like hidden upside there. But he's been off for what two weeks now, so I'm. I honestly don't have a strong feel. Okay. Um, Automatic, by the way, says Marvin Williams missed one of those two games that Bismarck started without Zeller, if that changes things for you. Yeah, I mean, he's not on the team either, so. Right. (laughs) So that helps that bruise my case in a weird way, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Anna Rue, DK Cash, uh, this is Dame or Trey, which, uh, well, last one was FanDuel, I guess. Yeah. um, Ah, that's, I would probably go Trey on that one. All right. Uh, we'll get to Nick's question here. FanDuel GPP, Chris Sabonis or Drummond Diallo? Um, I'd probably go Chris Sabonis for lower ownership. Okay. JC says, in a GPP, Jamal Murray or Donovan Mitchell? Jamal Murray. Raymond, FanDuel GPP, Booker and Gobbert or Middleton Whiteside? Um, Middleton Whiteside. Supreme DK Cash. Um, oh, all right. This is the general. What value in the power forward center do you prioritize? So can you list it real quick? I know you kind of went through it, but I guess your top four yeah. is what matters because there's. Yeah, I mean, definitely the two guys I have tagged with uh, James Johnson and Chick. Then, uh, then I'll go Nance next. Um, and you guys want another one? Um, hmm. Probably. I mean, I think I'm stopping it there. I guess Reed would be my next one. I'm stopping it there because I think you need to use your center spot on Biombo. Okay. Um, and that game starts an hour after lock, by the way. So hopefully 
since this is more of a DK discussion anyways with Biombo, you have the late swap. So if for some reason they say, oh, wait, Zeller is playing or he is at available, then you just move off of Biombo. Um, you have the, the uh, that's the same game as the Timberwolves. So you have cheap options in the Timberwolves if you need to pivot. Okay. Let's see. Hey, JSU FanDuel attorney, last piece. Beasley v. Clarkson with Conley out. Beasley. I'd probably go Beasley. Okay. PJ Washington or Larry Nance, DK Cash? Nance. It's Ty, uh, sorry, Chris came in my pants. Chris came in my pants. Says FanDuel GPP, is James Johnson going to kill Jay Crowder's minutes? He's been crushing. Also, is Drummond and Nance on the same team? Is that too risky? Uh, James James Johnson is on Minnesota now. Jay Crowder's on Miami. Well, then he's not going to kill his minutes, is he? He's not going to kill his minutes. Um, Is that it? Drummond and Nance on the same team. Are you worried about playing Nance? Both oh, these okay. guys are both these guys are high per minute guys against Atlanta. They could easily both get there at the, the price Nances. I think you can play them both together. Okay, excellent. Uh, let's go to Supreme DK Cash Russell and Bridges or Graham and Ubre. Parentheses. I already have Booker and Diallo. Can you ask that again? If that's me. Yeah, DK Cash Russell and Bridges or Graham and Ubre. P.S. I already have Booker and Diallo. I would do the first one. Okay. Uh, Manny taking over. FanDuel, one lineup. Go up from Graham to D'Lo and move Barnes down to Porter. Was that me? Sure. What was the question? It was FanDuel. I've got one lineup. Do I go up from Graham to D'Lo and move Barnes down to Porter? Yes. Okay. Uh, this is JSU. Would you stack more than one Charlotte player in your lineup? Absolutely. Um, I talked about Miles Bridges. I, I like him a lot. He's some guy I'm falling into. It's between him and Draymond for me, uh, back and forth. But I think I'm going to have a def- either one of Miles and two of Draymond or two of Miles and one of Draymond. But those are the two small forwards I'm landing between right now. Okay, excellent. Uh, Can I hop in real quick? Yes, please. I mean, I'm looking at these game locks from back when Zeller was last out, and both of the games were against Detroit. So if that's they just kept him out there to play Drummond the whole time, maybe that's why his minutes were so high. So like, I don't know. Like this is all this is all just projecting minutes. If you put him at 30, he's the best play on the slate. So like, I I think it's worth like kind of risking like mid 20s to high 20s that he's a really good play. I like him a lot. So okay. Uh, let's see. Rogers says FanDuel single entry Wancho or Porter Jr. Um, well, that's that's a tough one. I'd probably go. Wait, isn't Michael Porter Jr. He's out. Okay, right. Is I mean, it's Kevin Porter, Porter Jr. Porter. Yeah. Oh, Wancho for sure. Sorry. Okay, uh, let's see. Mr. TJ Roto, DKGPP, Middleton or Randall? Uh, Randall. You okay with Wiggy to fill in the small forward slot in a DKGPP? Yes. A little last piece with Wiggy. All right. It's Tyler Jackson, says DK Cash, Damon Porter Jr. or Graham and Oubre? Uh, 
Uh, Graham and Ubre. Generics is FanDuel Cash. You like Elf in a great matchup with Siakam versus Trey and Bridges? No, not in cash, no way. Okay. FanDuel Cash is four sons too many. No. Akimbro, DK Cash, Middleton Nance or Ibaka Ubre? Middleton Nance. G. Swenson in a GPP DK. You want Deadman instead of Diallo in a lineup with Drummond and Trey? Deadman instead of Diallo. Yes, yes, absolutely. Jay Beasy says, yo, you guys are forgetting Willie Hernan Gomez. No, we've talked about Hernan Gomez. So yeah, means you brought him up, right? Yeah, I mean, I brought him up as just like he didn't even play one of the games that uh, that Diller was out earlier in the year and he was healthy. Um, so, I don't know. I'm uh, apparently way too high on Bismack Biombo, so take that for what it's worth. <laughs> okay. Uh, T Manis, FanDuel Cash, Whiteside, Middleton, or Gobert, Booker? Yeah, that is like, I think, probably the most popular, or not popular, but biggest decision point. I'm doing the Middleton Whiteside one. I just, I think it's just a better play. Less than two minutes. Less than two. Let's hit a little lightning round. DK Cash, Trey Whiteside or Lillard Randall? Trey Whiteside. Joe Traps is DK GPP. You all right with Caleb Martin with so few options at small forward? Yeah, I guess uh, if you need a punt. Oh, that was too sorry. Uh, if yeah. you need a punt, yeah. Yeah, okay. Jeps, FanDuel GPP. This is a 3v3. Siakam, Chris, Nas, or Bridges, Johnson, Gobert? Uh, Bridges, Johnson, Gobert. Okay. Nick says FanDuel GPP. I've got 5K at small forward. Who do I play? JSU, you help him out. I am going to find a cash question for me and Z. You said FanDuel, right? I did. Yep. There. Joe Ingles. Okay, great, because there was only GPP questions. Um, Zavi Brady says, GPP birthday narrative once removed. Today is Larry Nance Senior. No, okay, we're moving on. Uh, FanDuel GPP Nance or Johnson? <laughs> Uh, Nance, it's his dad's birthday, right? Yeah, there you go. Uh, YouTube question, Beasley and Ursan or RJ Barrett and Diallo in a DKGPP? Uh, Beasley, Ursan. YouTube question, what are your thoughts on Joe Harris? Is that a no-go? No-go for me. Crossover King, JSU, cheap GPP plays. Uh, which do you like more, Bridges, Chris, or Nance? Bridges, Chris, or Nance. Oh, that's tough. Uh, for GPPs, I really like Bridges and Chris. That's tough between the two. I, Chris, you're going to get under 1%. Bridges will be a little higher than that. So uh, one of those two guys. That's about Okay. Lock. That's just about lock. Don't go anywhere. We're still going to take some questions. Uh, we'll play Sneaky or Stupid. We'll, give, we'll play Gladiator. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Um, I'll bury my head in my hands because – I did too much, JSU. I've been on. The, I've been riding this heater, and I put in like ten <laughs> different teams. And instead of like, if I just do what you do and just had like three or four, you, you played ten teams. One, two, three, four, five. Six. <laughs> I played seven. Yeah, I played seven, seven. teams. Wow, I Rock's thought you, got the I thought you, I thought got you were the like itch. a one or two lineup guy. I was, and then I kept winning. So now <laughs> <laughs> I just. Uh, this whole season's been treating me really well. So why don't you just keep playing one or two and and go up a, th- a level, a price level? That's what, 
Yeah, that's what I don't understand. Then you, you should win more money. Your, the money yeah. up a little bit. No, that is probably what I should have done because then I could have had at least one team I felt good about. And then as all this news broke, I was just blowing up teams and plugging in. I have no idea what I have. I have no idea. Well, I, I, I wish I could tell you that on those nights are the nights that I, I, I feel terrible about my lineups and the nights I do well. Yeah. That is not true. At least not for me anyways. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Some people I've heard that from, like on those nights, they feel like their lineup's awful and then they, they win. But I don't know. I, I never am like that. I always, I always have like, whenever I win, I always have this, like, I always have like a good feel, I feel like I have right. a good feel on the slate on those nights when I do well. Yeah. It's, it's very weird. In every single of those days, I always contemplate playing. It's like on those days when you're like, should I play today? Right. And then you're like, yes, then, I have to play. And then you play and get crushed. And then yeah. you play, yeah. yeah. Um, I, think, right. I think I need an all-star break. I was like, I feel like that was a bad show by me. I was I wishy-washy. I was, I was not taking stands. I was horseshit. I need an all-star <laughs> break. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've only got one more show to do. you got tomorrow's show, and <sighs> then you do get an all-star. Well, I just recommended Marquise Chris, so – I think I might need like a week off after this. Yeah, I, I think after the show, we we all deserve the all star break here. Um, we got a few, we got a few questions coming in. One of them is a sneak your stupid. When balance build, everyone going stars and scrubs. I don't know. But just thinking you can fit Morant, McCollum, Oubre, Bridges, Chris, Draymond all together. Any interest in that, JSU? DKGPP. So basically, he went balanced. I get it. There's all these. There's all this cheap value. So then people are paying up for all the same guys. So he went yeah. Morant, McCollum, Oubre, Bridges, Chris, Draymond all in the middle. 100%. Those, the, the, like that's a build that's going to be very, very low owned. Even if some of those guys might have some decent ownership, you're going to get some low on guys in there like Morant and McCollum just because of the build. So uh, I, I like it for sure. <laughs> uh, let's see. Jags for life says Desmond 5%. What happened? Is that, is that higher? What happened was all of the news, all yeah. the news broke and everyone started paying down for Biombo and Nas Reed and James Johnson. They just, it's too many guys, you know what I mean? So Deadman was one of those guys. I'm telling you, like some of the like, like I was talking about Bledsoe, like some of these guys that were supposed to be like good plays and decently owned, the, the ownership's coming off of some of those guys. They have to. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Boucher says PJ Washington okay in DK Cash. Yeah, for sure. Uh, CT Foley, DK single entry. Hey, by the way, YouTube people. I hope you enjoyed the show, despite Meansy claiming he was trash. I, I didn't feel that way. Uh, but apparently, it's usually even better than that. So go ahead, sign up for Roto Grinders Premium, and then you get the Send show. Send the Barlow. Seven days a week. And this is as bad as he gets. This is as, this is as bad as it gets for him. Meansy, if it helps, if it helps, Yappy in chat just said that I'm his hero, but you're even a bigger hero to him. So oh, wow. if that helps, you know what I mean? It helps a little bit. Thanks. I appreciate yeah. that, Yappy. Yeah. yeah. All right. Take a few more of these QQs here. CT Foley says, DK single entry, Whiteside Caleb Martin or Ubre Wancho? 
Um, Ubre Wancho. Okay. Sit down, son. Oh, sorry. I, I just want to make some clear in chat. I am not backing off my Chris take. I'm still very strong on Marquis Chris. Stick with I'm it. just saying I might need a break yeah, after the Marquis. Yeah, depending yeah. on how it goes. I need this all-star break too. I mean, that's yeah. all we were talking about. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Sneaky or stupid from sit down, son. I played Hoiter in DK Cash and GPPs. Was that sneaky or was that stupid? Cash, I think I know the answer. Not a fan of it over on Cash, yeah. GPP, Hoiter? I don't mind it just because of the Cavs being so bad at defending the guard. It's just tough when Trey's there because Trey just does so much. He's just like – he takes so many shots. He's 6'2 on DK. That's hefty. Here's the other thing, too, like with Trey, it, it'll be interesting because like with Drummond down low and stuff like that, but they, like Trey's just so good at when he gets into the lane, he's so good at just shooting the floater or giving it to the big. He doesn't need to like pass, kick it out for a three a lot of times because it's either floater or pass for a layup or dunk to Collins or Deadman or whoever he's rolling to but like maybe with Drummond he needs to pass it out but that's the problem with Trey and the guards around him is the the guards don't he doesn't get to option three on the pick and rolls in the plays it's either floater or pass to the big it's it's amazing because his touch is amazing over six foot ten guys but that's one of the reasons why like Herder doesn't have bigger games he could do it if he got the ball enough he just doesn't get um, all right, Boucher says, hey, are we keeping Bismack at the util if Zeller plays? If Zeller plays. Oh, no. no. Take, so. take Biombo out. You got to have a 2v2 ready, most likely. Yeah. I mean, you can leave 300 and pivot to Naz Reed in the same game. Yeah. Oh, right. Um, mm-hmm. Depot or Beasley in a DKGPP? Beasley. Bazinga says Trey Young was projected for 7% and he is 35%. To be fair, you may have looked at a projection before all kinds of things blew up and all this value opened up and then everyone started clicking, you know, might as well pay up at guard. So, yeah, I mean, I that think is that a projection, hefty ownership. I think that projection was maybe closer to like 15%, but once that news broke, it. Everyone just started paying up. Yeah. That's that's what happened. Everyone just started paying up for the guards. I mean, I see him at 20. I see him at 20% as of 6.52 Eastern. Yeah. Let me look. I'm looking right now. I'm sure. As more and more more value opened up, more and more um, we were jacking up the ownership, I'm sure. Uh, By the way. I'm at 45. And uh, this is the big contest on DK, the 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 heartbreaker, whatever it is, the fifteen hundred dollar one. He's forty five percent in that one. <sighs> Making a mistake. Did everyone forget how good Luca is? Luca King, fools, fools, trail yeah. over Luca, please. Uh, TMA says JSU knows a lot about basketball. It's true. Yes, we, we are all in it. agreement. <laughs> <laughs> I watch it every night, <laughs> literally. Uh, uh, generic says, what's the difference between Reed on the bench and biz starting? I don't know how to accurately answer that question. I don't know. The, I don't fully understand it. Uh, Yeisman says, no, go ahead. Keep okay, going. Yeisman says, sneaky or stupid. I'm in a DK GPP and failed to edit out 
Deadman before lock. Failed to edit out Deadman before lock. Yeah, he's been playing a vacuum. Man. He's I, I fun. He's been playing like high twenties. Yeah, it became. It yeah, was, I agree. Yeah, it was initially stupid, but it became sneaky because it was okay, right? Yeah, it was 100%. dumb that you forgot, but. Uh, DK Cash question for you, and then we'll get out of here. We'll take three more questions. DK Cash, Bledsoe and Ubre or Whiteside Levert? That's that again. Bledsoe, Ubre, or Whiteside and Levert? Uh, slightly the Bledsoe, uh, Ubre one. Kay Clifford says, "Does it make sense to just leave like one K of salary on DK to have a different lineup?" And uh, on this slate. I mean, it's a lot to leave on the table. Right. You, you can just have a different lineup by playing someone who's not chalky and still spending you, the money, yeah. right? Yeah, all you got to do is change up the lineup build a little bit, like we yeah. talked about. That's 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 really it. And Malik Monk, Meansy, we didn't even talk about him, but, like, it, he's a very volatile – like, I know he's 4,700. I'm sure yeah. people might see him and uh, he gets, like, a bump or something like that. I don't know about you for – cash but like i think he's definitely a gpp play because he's just a volatile shooter he's a, and they ride him and and they they usually his like it's also one of those things where like his playing time goes along with how well he's shooting or playing so like he's either going to be really bad or really good there's almost right. no in between yeah right so if he's scoring and he's hitting his shots he'll, he'll yeah. stay out there pretty much but if, if he's off then um yeah, he's he's probably he's probably not going to play more than twenty five minutes. So he could see thirty, right, thirty two, thirty three, with no Rosier, but yeah. he might see twenty five. So I, I I don't think he's a terrible play though. I just don't think you put him up with like I think Bridges, um, Graham, Biombo are the three best plays. I think he would be like four, maybe five. I don't know. Okay. What about you? What about you, Meansy? I mean. I don't know. I'm still tilting over Biombo because, like, I just I'm gonna be so mad when he plays 30 minutes and scores 29 DK points, and I didn't Wait, like take a big enough him? stand on him. I didn't play DK. I just played Fanduel. Uh well, I played him because of you. Oh, great! Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> we all did. Means we all did. We're going down together. Even at 20, like, look, even at 24 minutes, he's the second best per dollar play on our projections. So, like, just imagine if they go upper 20s, like. Ah, so tilted. Okay, but you're tilted. You told you said to do it, and now you're tilted that if it goes really well, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like I didn't. I, I feel like I didn't take a big enough stand. I'm also the only one saying this. I feel like, mm, I like see. the minutes are low. You're I think, on an island. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. That's that's why I'm tilting. I guess I get it. All right. Um, we'll take a few more questions. I said three questions, then I took three. We'll take three more from now. Um. Crossover King JSU is playing Siakam tonight. Is anyone playing Siakam, and does he have enough upside? Um, Siakam's ownership just got much lower after all the news. So, for one, I think he's a, I think he's actually a really good play. Um, like I was talking about, finding one person to kind of fit in at the fo- power forward center spot. There you go. Like that's one guy who you could take. You know, I played Drummond, but, like, he, he's definitely someone you could go with. I like the matchup, too, against Brooklyn. They're going to push the pace. You know, Siakam gets a ton of steals and blocks. Like, 
It's a really solid matchup. Serge coming back obviously doesn't help him, but it, it doesn't hurt him that much. He's still going to play big minutes. All right. We'll go to Neptune, DKGPP, Bledsoe, Washington, or Whiteside, Hernan Gomez? I'm going to go Bledsoe, Washington. And then uh, let's see. It's Tyler Jackson, Beasley, Ibaka, Ibaka, Beasley, Ibaka, Bledsoe, Beasley, Ibaka, Bledsoe, tongue twister, or Booker, Biombo, Graham. We'll call it a DK Cash. Um, <laughs> yeah, those two, I do the first one. Ejack W, DK single entry. This is a 2v2. Uh, single entry GPP, Beasley, Middleton, or Booker and Phoenix Bridges? I already have Diallo and Russell. Beasley, is that that was me, right? Yeah. Beasley, Middleton, or Booker and Phoenix Bridges? I already have Diallo and Russell. Beasley, Middleton. Okay, final question. 5,800 or below on DK at forward, making you work for the last one. Then we get on out of here. GPP at the forward spot. 5,800 or below. At forward. Um, I'd probably play – God, I'd, I'd probably play oh, – I hate that. I hate that spot. I don't like it. Rui, was, did that game already yeah. start? Oh, oh no, it didn't. Washington and New York. Really at 5,100. Okay. Last question from YouTube. From Chuck Mangione. Uh, Bledsoe Bridges or Middleton, Washington? Is that me? Sure, didn't say. Bledsoe Bledsoe. Bridges, Middleton, Washington. Uh... I would go Bledsoe Bridges. Okay, excellent. Um, guess what, guys? You both did an excellent job. Meansy, don't be so hard on yourself. You killed it. Nope. JSU, good work as always. JSU, I'm not going to see you for a long time. The people won't see you for a long time because you're not on tomorrow's show. Say goodbye to the people. Bye, people. Have a good all-star break. Play a ton of golf. My guy, Noto, everyone should have watched the uh, PJ show yesterday. But if you didn't, I think it's still free, right, for everyone. So make sure you watch it. Show's awesome. Every week they crush it. And I literally just tailed those three guys. So Noto, <laughs> SDL, Drew, they're the, they're the best um, out there. So uh, check out the golf stuff, you know. Okay. That's good advice. Uh, Memes, I'm going to let you say goodbye to the people as well. Um, no, I don't want to. I'll see everybody tomorrow. I don't want to say bye. That's fine. That I, don't deserve to, I don't deserve to converse <laughs> with the people. Piombo! <laughs> uh, hey, everybody, we appreciate you. We love you. Thanks for hanging out with us all week. Meansy and I are going to catch you tomorrow, late show, Quiet Storm Edition. So tune in. We are going to catch you tomorrow. You have been. Crazy. <laughs>